Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 57, which was recorded a few months ago. And uh, today is a little bit difficult to talk about it, sort of debating whether you should put out a podcast, because obviously some big disruption has been happening in the United States. People have decided to storm the Capitol today. Uh, a little bit hard to watch, a little bit uh, hard to make uh, sense out of what all of that means. But nonetheless, we're going to put this podcast out. I think it'll be... It'll be okay. It'll be okay to do it. I still think it's interesting to do it. Maybe a little distraction from everything that's going on. You know, sometimes we need that, uh, even though these are serious matters that we need to talk about. Uh, nonetheless, we talk about some pretty interesting and serious films. Uh, and this was, again, like I said, recorded a few months ago, but still pretty cool. It is Parasite from 2019, directed by Bong Joon-ho, and that won the Oscar in 2020 for Best Picture, a really great and interesting film. Uh, and we paired that from a film from 1963 called The Servant, which is a very, very similar film directed by Joseph Losey. And uh, it is about the, both of these films are about the master and servant balance of power. Really, really interesting, really great films. I enjoyed both of them. A lot of people may have seen Parasite, but I also highly recommend you guys watch The Servant from 1963. It is an incredibly shot film as well. So a really, really cool and incredible acting. Uh, very theatrical in a sense, uh, which was the style at the time in the 60s, but also a really great film. Parasite was also a fantastic film. Uh, so generally speaking, these are really great. And this is about master and servant balance of power, what it means to be a master and what it means to be a servant and how those things work. We recorded this, of course, on Twitch, which I've been talking about for a while now. Uh, we've been enjoying being on Twitch and we have our, our usual followers that come on there, which has been great. And you guys will definitely hear that when you listen to this podcast, how we interact with our Twitch audience. We would love to have you guys join us on Twitch if you aren't already a Twitch audience member because uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and if it's hard for you to get, for you guys to be on Twitch, we would love to know why and what we can do to help you guys be on. Or if it's just fine, you guys enjoying it as a podcast this way, uh, that's fine too. So just let us know. Uh, give us, of course, feedback. Uh, podcast at martinigiant.com is the best place to email us if you want to do that. We've got some great emails. And then, of course, you can know all of our social media feeds. But in case you want to know where our Twitch channel is, it's twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. That, again, is twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. All right. So hopefully we can get on with our day and with our lives. And you guys can listen to a fun episode, Parasite from 2019 and The Servant from 1963. Enjoy. Your podcast. Uh, that should be working. Dan, Eric. Talking. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. All right, okay, there we go. There we go. <clears throat> there Welcome, it is. everybody. Welcome everybody to Martini Giants. Just only ten minutes late today. That's right. We're getting we're, we're tightening that uh, quite a bit. I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. the delay is uh, is uh, getting under under 28 minutes. <laughs> we are rocking. <laughs> yeah. This, by the way, is not a slam towards Chris, who's been handling all this. I could not handle it at all when I tried, and it is now being finally boiled down to a reasonable like the trying to manage a three-way twitch stream uh during covid is beyond my comprehension difficult and uh so uh that it's we, we put it in the hands of the most techno savvy person here and that it's gotten down this far is amazing it's yeah i don't know if it's the right thing what this is going to solve it's going to solve my ability to watch movies with you guys oh yeah that's right that's, that's right. really the thing that's going to really solve 
So uh, that's kind of an important part of it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, <clears throat> speaking of uh, hanging out, our privileged <laughs> our privileged selves in our I know, houses. Man, like, we are definitely <laughs> – these movies definitely make you – feel bad that you're watching them on an expensive computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true that is true don't worry i'm still broke but yeah uh, I, I have a little bit of credit in that department <clears throat> did you i mean uh this was eric's suggestion right yeah uh okay cool the movies uh, we are covering are parasite the academy award-winning film yes uh, by Bong Joon-ho. And a fairly obscure Harold Pinter written um, British drama um, uh, called The Servant, uh, yeah, which you Dirk can see Bogard, on the Dirk Bogart, who is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He was and, in yes. Night Porter, too, which is one oh, of Oh, yeah, and Night Porter is crazy. That's a crazy movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and Edward Fox, who I really love. And uh, first time I saw him was in um, uh, Day of the Jackal, I think. Yeah. I believe yeah. he plays the, the Jackal. There's two brothers, too, apparently. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's another brother who was an actor as well. So oh, Edward Fox, Fox and, yeah? Edward yeah, Fox. And, Fox and, yeah. yeah, yeah, the Fox brothers. Oh, look at that. Interesting. So it may be a they were guy. like They were big deals, yeah, in London, 60s. They were, that was the... Oh, that's the, the handsome yeah. young gentleman. Like, they fit the, the 1960s. Uh, yeah, oh. like, that's the, uh, like, that's a very knack and how to get it look. You know, I think that's definitely in that zone. <clears throat> and, uh, and this fits into that. What's really weird about the... Um, like, like Bong Joon Ho, I have loved for a long time. I love all of his movies. Um, like so his good. his weakest movie to me is Snowpiercer, and I still like Snowpiercer. Um, and uh, 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 but he's made a string of great movies. The guy who directed um, The Servant has directed nothing but bad movies outside of this, and this is an extremely well directed movie. So I'm trying to figure yes. out exactly how that happened. And the guy who directed uh, or the DP on the servant was the DP for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Douglas Slocum. I was going to bring that up. That's yeah, right. He is really something. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. Because it's, the shots goes, are incredible. I think he did a couple movies with Harold Pinter, and I think the thing is, is that it possibly there are directors who are um, really. They're more stage directors because right. in the beginning shots, it's very like a stage, like the house, the interior, the way they do it is, uh, you know, really. And the, the movement of the camera is amazing, but they still, you know, presented it like a play. Yeah. Like a picture yeah. play. So right. that was really where I can see why, you know, there are some state like, you know, Mamet, um, David Mamet is like that. He's such an amazing and a writer. Yeah. His films lack a visual. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he is a playwright, one hundred percent. That's right. right? It, it, and it, so, like, whether, whether his flair. movies are good, yeah, like the, his good movies are good, not because the screenplays are like any different than the other good screenplays that he's written, but they're good because they're directed by people who are trying to make a movie out of his basically his play, right. rather than because uh, like Glengarry Glen Ross is a great movie. Um, and American Buffalo is a bad movie. They're both great plays, and the script didn't yeah. change that much for either one. And like American Buffalo is like as a as a movie is like watching someone. It's like in high school when you know, like you set up the video camera and film the stage. You know, it's basically the same thing, and it doesn't work like in the slightest. Whereas like Glengarry Glen Ross is directed by uh, James Foley, I think, and he outside of that like directs 
raw action movies. Like he directed yeah. like The Corrupter and stuff like that, um, with the giant fat. And the and like so he's very, very aware of how bored the audience will get if you just film actors acting. You no matter how good the actors are, it doesn't make any difference. You have yeah. to remember to make a movie out of it. And this guy, uh, Slocum definitely knows what he's doing in um, in shooting the servant because that was like it felt really like early Sidney Lumet to me. That's like, funny you say that. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, yeah. that's so. Yeah, it's definitely um, it definitely is a, a playwright's a, a stage director's film, but it's still yeah. damn is because the acting is so damn good. And they, you know, what you really get a sense quickly is when they they really get a sense of like that the really stage directors is when they go to that restaurant and you just start listening to other people's conversation. Oh, yeah. The bishop. Yeah, yeah. And that really is there to say like what type of characters in this world around them are like, and that selfish, you know, bap, um, uh, priest uh, or the um, bishop. bishop. Oh, it's great. It's so great. And, you know, it's just move. Ahead. Don't go ahead. Uh, did and you know who all, that, did you recognize that guy? That, that, that guy is Jack uh, Tully do. And he was, he invented, <laughs> if you guys, if anybody loves like tetherball, his oh, brother was the great English tetherball player of the 50s. Well, it was the two of the new <laughs> brothers. They used to play against the Fox brothers. And then they uh, played, one well, broke a, yeah, but broke that's late for, that was after the war. You're right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. A little movie out of it. I don't know if you saw it. It's called Spartacus. But yeah, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> that, the guy who's playing the, uh, the, the, bishop. uh, the bishop is the dude in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, a Clockwork Orange, right? Who owns the house? Home. Oh, yes. right. Yeah, yes. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, the guy who's in the wheelchair. You like your wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love that dude. Every time he shows, anytime I see any of that Kubrick crew show outside of a Kubrick movie, like it validates something important in my, in my, system of the world i don't know what it is but I'm like oh, that's the dude who's the bartender the shiny i absolutely love <laughs> <out of> that <laughs> stuff <laughs> like really? when i'm watching blade runner that's what i think when i'm when um you know the uh the owner of the big company uh tyrell like yeah. when tyrell shows up i'm like oh that's the devil bartender <laughs> like that's that that's guy. right i want to see a positive before a negative Exactly. I want to see a negative before a positive. That's right. Like rats leaving the sinking ship and then the ship sinks. Oh, man, oh, man. We should, we should probably do that movie. That's pretty famous, Blade Runner. So I've heard. Blade Runner? Uh, yeah. yeah. You ever heard that one? It's pretty good. Yeah. It, yeah. It, wasn't it? Um, no. It's about the What's sushi that? chef, right? <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. <cold. laughs> it's Decker Dreams of Sushi. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one of my one of the classics. One of the classics. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we should talk about what these movies are. Uh, really, the th the theme between them is the challenging relationship between <laughs> master and servant. Yes, in different ways, right? So, yeah. uh, uh, the servant, which is the first one that came out from 1963, is literally the story of a of man who hires himself a butler or a manservant, right? Uh, a, someone who buttles. Um, and do you uh, bottle, Chris? I, I don't bottle, but I uh, believe it or not, I did have a butler. <laughs> he a did. This is true. This is a true story. <laughs> I did have uh, our family had a, uh, a there. There's a lot going on between these two movies that are going to become relevant to 
parts of my past, shall we say. <laughs> um, so, so that's going to be one. And then, so that's the, uh, the first movie and uh, there's a, their relationship slowly shifts through time in this movie. Right. And it is quite interesting and we can get to the bottom of, of that. The second movie is Par uh, Parasite, which I actually didn't hadn't gotten time to see until now. <laughs> oh, this is the first timer for you. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. I actually got to see it. And I watched it twice. Uh, yep. It's such a great film. It it is a it's a really good film, and it's a story of a family that cons their way into becoming servants for a very rich family. Right. Uh, I think that's the simplest way to put it. Right. Uh, but it actually quite complicated relationship between all of these uh these two families um and interesting as well what became interesting to me is after i finally watched it is i was like that was a good that was a good film it was a good film it was a good film that's not the kind of film that usually gets so much oscar attention oh yeah no it's a big breakthrough great like giant, why giant breakthrough. why 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 suddenly like you know that kind of film I the thing is, I think that that what really broke through for that one is uh, is I mean I think uh, the Oscars have obviously tried to be you know more sort of just you know uh, uh, socially aware and you know like trying to break the you know like since Oscars so white has been trying to like break the stranglehold of the old white men that have been running the Oscars but I think the reason why this particular movie hit is because um, because it's about class struggle and everyone is very 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 aware of that now in america you know uh even if you're you know like uh part of the so-called middle class like it's like everything is is kind of a struggle all the time and you're and everything like you, i think that everyone can relate to parasite on some level because parasite one of the great things about it is like un unlike other movies of its kind it doesn't treat anybody in the movie cruelly like it doesn't turn anyone into a cartoon like it isn't about the noble poor people versus the evil rich people like they're all sort of in their own bubbles and are all both good and bad people and so i think because of that it, it's a really uh, it's a much um it's a much more intelligent dissection of what class class warfare is uh and it gives an an inroad for even the very rich people in who run the Oscars to go like, uh, that makes me feel bad, but in a way that I can relate to. Uh, okay. And, uh, and so I think it was, a, it, there's a, there's and like, and also it's a good fun thriller movie. Like it's definitely an entertaining movie um, and a funny movie. Uh, but I think it's a much broader base movie than, than people were expecting. Right. Yes. And, and it, it, but <laughs> There is a lot of films out there that are just that I'm just like, you know, I'm just used to best films being movies like out of Africa. You know what I mean? Like, right. Sure. Like just just big epic things, dramatic things with filled with, you know, a Scorsese film or whatever. Yeah, like this film was. Things. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, like like the Irishman was the one that I was, you know, I was expecting to be the sure. typical Oscar winning Thing. Right. Whereas, whereas this is closer to something like when there will be blood and uh, and no country for old men were up for best picture. When you're like mm. those got what, when did, since when did those kind of kinds of movies get into that race? Right. Yeah. 
you know, like actual good movies. You know, but, but, but I mean, this got more than just best film, didn't it? Oh, it did. Yeah. It did well across the board. Yeah. Really, right. really well. And, uh, and in every other film festival as well, like, cleaned up and rightfully so, you know, like, that was great. But I think that like, there's like Oscar, the Oscars goes through sort of phases, um, in what it wants to reward. And, uh, like sometimes it goes through phases where it wants to reward socially aware stuff. And sometimes it goes through phases where it wants to reward escapism. Like, and that's when you get like Titanic wins and, you know, like around the world in 80 days and stuff like that. Um, or you get like the, you know, like you brought, you brought up, um, um, uh, out of Africa. Out of Africa is not a bad movie. It's an okay movie. No, I'm um, not saying it is, yeah. but that's the type of film that they're like celebrated Hollywood. Yeah. You like know out, I mean? of, out of Africa <laughs> is, is part of the is part of the the uh, the period of the Oscars when it was just so like something where it's like they're pretending Pollock, to be this sort of. Uh, yeah, and it's like I said, good. It's a pretty good movie. Uh, Klaus Maria Brandauer is actually really good in that movie. Yeah. Um, he's awesome. But like, uh, but those movies like that, and uh, you know, like uh, what, what's Chariots of Fire and stuff like this, they have sort of a lofty quality to them uh, that 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 are for like this is for the for the elites, you know. Even though it's a pretty, mi- these are pretty middle of the road movies. They're not like fringy movies at all. They have a have a texture to them that says that they are for the. If you if you like this, then you're very smart, you know. And so most of the '80s was dedicated to that. Um, and right. recently, like recently, things have been very and you know I'm glad that this is true. Socially aware, and uh, and you have movies that are very sort of directly dealing with this. Um, but even then the, uh, many of those winners are sort of like clouded by an argument over whether or not these, whether the Academy is doing this for real or whether it's just doing this to look good. Well, you know, who else? Kind of I mean, is the Academy, <clears throat> sorry to say it, but are a bunch of, you know, old white men who, who's, who's watching this movie. The, the only people really watching this movie is, you know, old white man. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's not. I mean, they, 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 the Academy's done a lot to try to change their their sure. constituency, yeah. but like that. But yeah, still, I mean, like. But the mass audiences sad. are still watching Avengers. They're not watching, of course, this, you know. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the 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 people that this talks to or should be talking to, uh, they're not listening. It's the only the rich people. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that, that's actually I want I, w- I would want to make the argument that like this one I think there was a uh, there was momentum on because I think that you're right Irishman was like slotted to win that was the rich old white man movie right oh, yeah. and Irish is a good movie I liked it very much but like that's yeah. the Academy classic kind of movie right you know, that, that's like everything uh, whereas the where like you know a, you know a foreign film in general I mean foreign meaning like foreign and in English is hard for it to win right now but mm-hmm. a foreign film that's not in English is particularly hard to I mean, like that's unheard of you know and uh, and I for it to gain the momentum that it did uh, like I think that it had to catch um, a, a, a zeitgeist outside of the of the rich judges, you know, the rich voters, and right. uh, and I think that um, like it connected to people uh, in terms of like when it was on pay per view and whatnot, or you know, rentable, and now it's on Hulu. Like, yeah. I think that people are expecting this movie to be a sort of, um, um, you know, what can I say? Like, like obscure. You know, like when you throw in, when you when you recommend like uh, there's other you know say like South Korean movies I can recommend to people like I mean I would I would I would always recommend Parasite over Bong Joon Ho's um, the host the host right <laughs> yeah because no one's gonna fucking get the host they might get it as a monster movie maybe but they're not gonna like I love the like, host 
Oh, the host is amazing. That's one of my top three. Like this, I would say Parasite is maybe, maybe third for me, for him. I like, um, host memories of murder and this, um, but Parasite's terrific. And like the, I think that the, um, like it's, but it, it, no matter what, like I'm going to say, like if, if no one's, if someone's never seen a Bong Joon-ho movie, I would say see Parasite. You can connect with that. It's super easy. It's extraordinarily well made, and everyone's going to click with that thing. And I think that that had something to do with it. Like there was so much good word of mouth going into the Oscars that it took down the Irishman, uh, which is pretty friggin' rare. Because man, that had like Scorsese. It had you know, you know, double buckshot actors in it. It had everything. Yeah, yeah, but I just I didn't like the the Irishman enough to think it was could compete with that. I just thought Parasite was such a beautiful film. And oh yeah, it's it, great. It just was so well made, and even though some of the themes, as you saw in the servant, are the, the aren't new, but it still was really just. I mean, the Irishman to me oh, yeah, was, totally. you know, it was like it was like the Eagles doing their final tour. <laughs> you know, hell freezes over. Yeah, know? we're the gonna play hotel, Cal- hey, hotel like California. New, we're gonna do new kid in town acoustically. It's yes. like okay, big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Elton John. He's doing his final tour again. The final, <laughs> the final, the He's final, been doing his final, final tour for twenty years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I, 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 I actually, I like the Irishman quite a bit, but it's like the like the Irishman. If that were not directed by Scorsese, isn't in the best picture list. Like that's not even a contender at all. If that were directed, it's exactly by, the same movie except the name of the director was different. <laughs> yeah, that's Gus Van Sant. So, that's not that's not in the list. Like that's yeah, just the way yeah. Right. So that's what it is. It's just, it's just because of Scorsese, which right, is right. It's I mean, it's a very good movie that I really really liked. I especially love the ending. Um, but uh, it does. It's not as well. It's not as tight or as well made as Parasite is. In fact, I would say like Parasite is. Bong Joon-ho's best made film. And so when I say like, I like the host or memories of murder better, like it's only because I happen to like monster movies more, <laughs> you know, right. it's, like, it's like, that's like splitting hairs, like the, the, like the host. And it's also really weird. Like the host is extremely strange, yeah. uh, which I'm going to lean to, but like, what this if thing, in the you know, servant, he turns into like a Godzilla. <laughs> oh, fuck. That'd be my movie of the year right there. <laughs> um, well, let's be honest. When he came out through the house, with blood on his face, with a knife at the end, he was very much like oh, uh, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. just kind of glowing red. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's basically a ghost story at that point. Yeah. Right? When when he, then when that dude comes up the stairs for the first time, like yeah, it's like from any other point of view, this is this is a terrifying ghost story. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. So. Um, First yeah, of all, I is thought- anyone anyone in of our of our Twitch stream has any one of you guys seen these movies or not seen these movies? Have you not seen these movies? I'm just wondering if they had because uh, you know we'll probably have to discuss them a little bit before hey, people give, give a little rundown. Sure, little rundown, especially the servant gives some an idea about that one. So um, let us know. All right, so we have it's is our Twitch stream working? Like, well, hello, I think so. We have nine people following us. So, I so. okay. Uh, all three. Type something. Here. Hopefully, uh, not seen the servant. Not seen the servant. Okay, Ron just man. Okay. Thank you, McMahon. All right. Uh, and if okay. yeah, okay. So let's 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 go, let's break down the servant a little bit. Uh, starts off beautiful long. Sh- I mean, this is this film is filled with long shots and very smooth camera work for 1963, considering 
how, yeah. you know, really oh, smooth. It really had a steady cam feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Like the, the, the opening shot from the, from the front of that house up to the tree, that, that shot oh, yeah. you're talking about, it's a, that's gold. I was like, oh, and it's, God. first of all, I was looking at it. I was like, okay, this is a tip because it starts off with the credits. Right. And it's a typical, like, da, 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 we're just looking at trees and doing that. And we're putting the credits on there. But the whole thing just continues and continues and continues all the way until like the actor going through the door and we have his appointment. And it was like, whoa, really, it just really, keeps really, going. Really. I was like, that must have taken some planning, you know, yeah. like all of that stuff. There is a, the coat of arms that you see at the very beginning of the film. I'm curious what yes. coat of arms that was for. I don't know either, but – it was, I think, enough to symbolize that he comes from blue blood of some sort. Yes. Yeah, right. 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 Well, and that's so, sort of an interesting no, thing. No, is like he, he is comes also from a, from what? Well, a working man's background, because the first shot is on. Um, oh, you're talking about Dick Bogart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah Dick no, Bogart does, but the coat of arms yeah. is on the building, right? right? Oh, you're talking yes, yeah, but and, the coat and, of arms. I think was like a Freemasons or a, a, a union kind of thing, right. it, from my perception. Oh, well, I thought it was. I thought it was. A, like, I think what's interesting about Fox's character, the, the the quote rich character, is that he is definitely not that rich. You know, he's, like he's, he's a, like yeah, he's, he's a kind very, of a loser. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of like upper middle class, but yeah. on the way down. Yeah, like, he's like, like Withnail from Withnail and I. Right, right. Like I mean, he <laughs> want, he yeah. wants to put on. He clearly wants to put on the airs of being rich. Right. You know? But well, first is, of all, so, so yeah, so he walks in the house, the servant does, he has an appointment, he's looking around, you, you can tell that he's looking for, you know, what's going on, and he finds uh, uh, Fox sleep on a lawn chair in his living room, <laughs> right? Right. And he's like, oh, I must have had too many beers at lunch. And, right. and it was like, all right, this, guy, here, buddy? this guy's kind of a loser, and the house is in complete disarray. Right? Drank it's, himself asleep at two in the afternoon. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. Basically. Okay, so he interviews this guy who wants to be you know, a servant, and he's like, you know, do you like cooking, whatever? And he's like, oh, yes, I'm going to have a butler. It's basically the attitude he has. I'm going to have a butler. Right. And he's extremely excited about that, and so they get the house all fixed up, and, and he's helping with the, overseeing the workers, and the house looks great. It's all put together and decorated well, and it's it, he's very excited, and he has his butler, and you know, who doesn't want a butler? Um, and then uh, turns out that he's also engaged. Not the we'll get to not the not the butler, but the right. Right. the the the, the uh, Fox's character. Uh, and so uh, his fiance, you can tell, is not necessarily too pleased with. The butler like doesn't like that guy hanging around. They don't have their privacy. There's some contention there that's yes. happening. And we should probably also introduce there is some sexual tension between uh, the butler and oh uh, yeah Fox like oh, from yeah. the yeah. opening gag yes. Like, and I think that's an important sort of yes part to layer in here right now is because there is the a way little the story develops. Right? You know how I saw it? I didn't. I saw it. yes. It, it does feel. Uh, it does feel a little gay in some ways, mm -hmm. but more specifically, it felt a little bit like autofocused towards the end. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. I, th I think I think it's really, it's really interesting because th this is not a um, like this is not like it isn't a, a gay romance that they're playing mm -hmm. out. Um, but it's an, it's interesting that they use this sort of 
technique to examine these two characters and the closeness that they develop in their relationship mm-hmm. as the movie goes on uh, yeah. uh, for goods and bads. And I think that that's like, it's a really, really sharp way to st- start this social critique that they're, that they're building. Yes. Yeah. But oh, and, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to, I have to drop out for just a little bit because I do have a, um, a phone meeting that I have to take part of for work. Okay. So forgive me, everybody. I will be out for just a little bit. You're going to be just muted. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so, getting back to that, it's. Um, I think he di- he's right. They do it. You have that tension in the very beginning, but it's also like he. Uh, he is such a cynical. Bogart's character is so cynical. The way he is, gets interviewed and is so matter of fact with him. It's like you can already tell that he's thinks this guy's beneath him. And one of the right. things that I felt like when I when I paired the two was that. Uh, it was less about they were both servants, you know, it was about people working for a wealthy family, but it was more about um, Bogart's character had such strength uh, and arrogance towards this guy, whereas right. they were very, in Parasite, they were in the beginning very subservient, trying to like claw Well, they were away. just trying to figure it out. They were blundering yeah. their way But it's almost like Bogart already has, he, he knows this game already. and. Right. That's kind of makes it kind of alluring in the beginning because you know the way he would smirk and talk about preparing things for him when he was asking like what you know what's the best way to do this well don't you think this would right. that's why he the yep. woman knew because the way um, he would move the flowers and she would hate it. Hold on a second, is, Eric. We can we can hear Dan, so I'm going to have to mute him. Um, mute. There we go. Okay, I muted him. I just didn't want to get suddenly into his <laughs> his meeting. His brought. Uh oh, we can still hear him. Uh, gonna mute him here. Hold on. Which one is which one is he? Uh oh. I can't mute that. All right. Well, you know what we're going to do, uh, Dan, uh, Eric, it sounds like uh, he's um, – it's just going to be on the on the podcast stuff, so I'll just have to mute it there, which is fine. Okay. Uh, you guys aren't hearing Dan uh, Dan's phone call in the background on the Twitch feed. Just let us know if you guys are hearing it because uh, that will be fine. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so the, basically what I, what I wanted, uh, you know, what, what's also, uh, uh, was interesting about it is that he played the, the role of a servant and someone who was, uh, shy and, uh, like Bogart's character. It was in- incredible, right? He did a really good job of sort of, uh, feeling like he was, uh, uh, like you, you felt sorry for him. Like I was like, oh, like, well, this guy's kind of a loser and, He's not necessarily going to be treated well. And you sort of had this feeling of empathy towards him as a person, right? Yeah. Uh, But his acting, suddenly, like, you know, about, you know, 20 minutes into it, you start to realize, like, wait a minute. (laughs) Something's not quite right here. Something's a little, little bit different. Uh, And uh, it's kind of interesting what happens. Uh, And basically what he does is, 
he's looking for ways to get rid of the fiance because the fiance is uh, the the servant the the butler is trying to get rid of the fiance, and uh, that was interesting how he managed to do that, uh, and you start to see his character a little bit. And, uh, well, he was behaving something. like a girl competing with him, and that's why she was sensing that. Like, right? It was almost like, and that's where that undertone um, comes about because he was basically the big thing about the flowers. It's like his taste versus hers, right? In things like setting the flower, don't move it. You know, yeah. she gets so nasty with him, and yeah. the way he was bitchy to her when she would leave. And yeah. uh, I think Bogart was gay in real life, um, and he, uh, Dirk Bogart, and he, you know, I thought that kind of, it was almost like, too, like he, he'd done it before. He talked about the older wealthy man he worked for, and you mm -hmm. don't know what he did for him. But um, it definitely, I, he really had it all. It was very much like um, the maid that was manipulative in Parasite, but that was kicked out. Right. Right? She was yeah. kicked out. And so she was not, you know, ahead of the game, right? Because the blonde could have kicked uh, Dirk Bogart out and got right. him fired, but they didn't. So right. there was a different way of self-preservation. And But he's been through it, so he was basically, um, he was good. I mean, he was in it for the long... And then it gets so... Uh, like, she's trying to conform at the end at the party. It's so, like like end of the earth right like yeah. them fighting with rocks and killing each other with the, the stones and parasite it's the same thing like yeah. this violence like he was having her come up and kiss him you remember the party in um the servant i mean yeah. basically she comes back and allows herself to be used like that and he's well, a complete mess yeah so so but we should people haven't seen the film so they don't know what that means. Uh so let's 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 go back to to what happened. So basically what he does is Bogart uh uh comes in with a uh, introduces his sister as a maid saying uh I would like to introduce my sister who could possibly be a maid for the house. Turns out it's not his sister, it's uh this this girl uh that he's using her to slowly seduce in a very very subtle careful way seduce uh, uh fox's character and uh he falls for it he finds a vulnerable moment falls for it and ends up having sex with her and having a relationship and of course she doesn't she's manipulating him but she sounds very you know it's it's very manipulative uh basically what ends up happening is that uh he he, he abandons his his fiance uh and she leaves um and uh, he also uh, gets rid of the. He finds out that the two of them, um, uh, the 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 butler and the maid, were, were married and manipulated him too. And he fires them. And he's like, okay. And it's just, you know, he's he's lost everything. He's lost his butler. He's lost his his fiance. He's lost everything. <laughs> then he goes to a bar and he runs into the butler at the bar and yeah. forgives him for having fucked up his entire life. <laughs> Yeah, and takes weak. him back to the house and their relationship. They, they do a really good job in the screenplay uh, of the relationship slowly changes from, okay, I'm your Butler again to, yeah, I'm your Butler, two, but I'm a little bit more. Mates. Yeah. I'm more familiar with you. Like we're friendlier and I'm starting to like be drink, you know, with you. yeah, drink with you and we're hanging out and, 
now he's not wearing formal clothes anymore. They're not, they don't care. They're, they're just literally throwing balls at each other up and down the, the stairway. Yeah. <laughs> Having parties every night. And that's when it started to feel like, uh, like autofocus. It was a weird, weird thing. Wow, weird yeah. thing. And the thing that was interesting is that I says, okay, so it's downward spile. His, his fiance tries to come back and see what's going on. And then she kind of goes into the party. They part of this really seedy, weird life they had. He's has, he hasn't been working. Nothing's going on. Right. And it's just really, really disturbing. And then she, she's horrified by it. She leaves the house crying and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Where's the rest of the film? We need something at the end. So that was the only thing that really bought. I, I love this film. I thought it was really good. Highly, highly recommend you guys watch it. If you guys are on Criterion Channel, it's available on Criterion Channel. The Servant from 1963. Very good. But yeah, the but ending I, I kinda, was like. I don't think you needed to, to, to gift wrap that because you kind of. I guess not. Where, you you kind of knew where it was going. And. You knew that Bogard would survive and probably move on, and he was almost like he was doing it for fun. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't. Very sadistic. I I don't know what his motivation was. Like, why was he doing this? Because he didn't have it. Yeah. He, you know, they try to adapt and parasite and saying we want this. This is what you know. We're going to grab this. It's almost like he knows I'll never be like that. So I might as well just have fun with him. Right. He but, knows he, his place but he already. but he was very he was very planned like everything he did yeah. was extremely planned uh and that was kind of the kind of the part of the movie that was so interesting was how he manipulated him so easily which honestly speaking fox's character was you know what what's the uh, the Monty python like upper class twit award you know like that <laughs> that's yeah. what he was you know he was just not a very smart person he was going to build cities in Brazil, that's yeah. like, uh, okay, that's your job. Okay. And uh, that was just silly. The and visiting then, the family was great. Oh, my gosh. They were so... Poncho. Oh. So there's a oh. scene where he goes back to this grand estate and it's her parents. It's her and, parents, right. Yes, yes. And the mother is mouthing off about something. And he's talking about building in the, pardon me, the jungles. And yeah. They're like, well, the cowboys there, they wear those ponchos. No, no, They're it's like the, no, no, no. the cowboys, the, the ponchos are there. He's like, what are, what's, a, what's a poncho? It's like, it's South American cowboys. No, I think, I think the poncho should, is the thing you wear on your head over yeah, your body. Cowboys. And it's like, no, that's called a cloak. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Why even bother uh, going down that road? It's just like, okay. <laughs> so she just looked at him like, oh, no. And they're just like, is it? More. Mm. They 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 really looked inbred, honestly speaking. They were just like they probably were. Yeah. <laughs> but you get the point. But that's there was a lot of similarities in like just some of the way the characters are. He just is he was really it's almost like he just did it for fun. Just like in the phone booth where he calls the girl and all the girls, those working girls, want to get in and right. use the phone. And they're being nudgy, but he just calls them a bitch when he leaves. But he puts his hand up to the window so forcefully. Right. It's like he's, he really is That was steamer. the first inkling we got that he was nefarious. 
And yeah. that's the only way that they did it. It's like, basically, he's like, oh, no, he's so polite. He's so nice. He's like helping out the guy. He's making his food. He's pressing everything. He's like, oh, he's really taking care of him. Then he goes to a phone booth to make a phone call. And the phone conversation's a little bit wonky. And then you see him just acting com- with seemingly completely out of character to these women, right? And yeah. it's like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, something really dodgy is about to happen here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's it an weird. interesting it's it's an interesting study uh, that film and I actually I I definitely saw it like I said not because it was based around servants but it was it was kind of like a what they wanted and they wanted it so desperately in Parasite and they were really smart and used their craft you know intellect to move ahead right. Here's an opportunity right. we're going to take it. Here's an opportunity but he took those opportunities and it's like. I don't really want anything except to destroy. I'm here to destroy rather than to elevate my life. Right. And he did it, you know, called the girl the way he did it. It wasn't like he was trying to, he didn't want to be anything like that. He just liked to destroy it. Yeah. And that is really sadistic. Whereas, you know, you can't get angry at the people in, in parasite and, um, you know, because they're really trying to better their lives, right? Family and honor. And that's what The Rock kind is all of, about. Kind of. No, they are, though. I mean, the whole thing is about, like, The Rock he gets in the beginning that it's about honor. And he and he's saving always his his plaques on the wall and right. um, the father. And, uh, you know, yeah, the father's lazy a bit. But it's like he still takes care of his family and works hard. But um, there was definitely, you couldn't get angry at them for doing that so much but Dirk Bogards I mean when she leaves and they end it you're like man he's basically gonna just do that until that guy's dead right and then probably you'll see him walking through a park and applying for another job <laughs> right yeah so and he talked about the previous owner he died you don't know anything about him maybe you know so that was the cool thing it was kind of like this psycho pulling up but it was so subtle so yeah. beautiful yeah, yeah, so, it was definitely uh, what's what's the the other uh, was it Pacific Palisades the movie? Yeah, I just saw that again. Yeah, he that definitely that, but it was, yeah, it's like ah, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just took a fair, uh, uh, you know, that was he took advantage of them, uh, right. and it was scheming, planning, but it wasn't as subtle as the Bogart. No, no, no. It's really subtle. And the acting is, is one of the top, top acting by him. Definitely one of his, like, his incredible role. Like, he did it and it was like, he's so subtle the way he, 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 you, you saw him change, you know, or basically like he's acting, he acts in front of the, <laughs> in front of Fox and then turns around and has this snark on his face. It's like, but it, that, that, that shift is so quick and so subtle. You're like, uh Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. He really just is, he it's, he's doing it for fun. Yeah. That's the thing. And, uh, even when he was like, hire me back, you know, right. and he, I, it was such a criminals kind of apology where you knew he wasn't really going to change. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll be yeah. back on the men. Don't you worry. And uh, there was something about it. And I, I thought about Parasite probably, well, I had watched Parasite again. And then I just put this movie up. And I was like, wait a minute. Like there's some of, I think what Bogart's character 
more so uh, the uh, his boss, uh, the what's his name, the blonde, Fox. Like, Fox is just the way he. A lot of his character attributes remind me of the mother mixed with like even uh, the husband. There was something right. so out of touch. Um, and uh, I, I just thought it was a great, but it is, it's shot like a play. Whereas Parasite yeah. is such a magnificent looking film. Like when in the rain and they're going through the rain right. to get home. God, yeah. that is just the best. The really, really beautiful, beautiful lighting. Uh, really yeah. gorgeous lighting. It's weird. It's almost like an action thriller lighting. Yes. Yeah. What What was the what was that 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 film? Was it Hard Rain? Remember that? Yeah, one? Black Rain. <laughs> Black Rain. That's what it was. It felt a little yeah. bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. definitely it was definitely cool, but I I um, it's it's really beautiful 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 movie, um, so. I, yeah, uh, and I'm wondering if it's the same guy that sh- he, I know that he uses the same actors. Um, Parasite from uh, what's it called again? Who's there to help me? The host. The host. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who who did now, that. Now the guy that directed this, his next film after this on Criterion with Pinter, uh, he did one another one. So it's on the Criterion. So they work together as a team. But, oh, you uh, mean the? Uh, I mean the servant. Yeah. Well, Dan That's, was just saying when he ever comes back, he said that he didn't really see any good movies coming out of that guy. So I don't know. There's another Pinter he did, uh, and it's uh, it says on the Criterion Channel what it is. But he, uh, Luce or whatever, he, he's done another film with him. Right. Uh, but uh, they were a collaborating team. I think they did three films together. Okay. So, but yeah, it's definitely Parasite I've seen a few times now. I, I absolutely just, it's very layered, very, very layered. I love very it. Very layered. Yeah. And it's just, you know, um, you really just get engaged with these characters, particularly the father. I mean, but you don't the find fa- yourself the- rooting for anybody. You just are like in, what's it called again? In, in the, um, the servant. You really don't. It's just, right. you're like, it's like watching a train wreck. Well, it's interesting. We were having this argument because I was talking about it when my family and Brady was asking me, he's like, well, what is parasite about? Cause it's not, obviously it's not appropriate for him. And it's, and you know, he didn't, it's appropriate, but he said, he said, uh, he says, is it a comedy? And Karen said, no, it's not a comedy. It's like, then why was dad laughing all the whole time he was watching it? It's like, because there's a lot, there is a lot of comedy in this film, a lot, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was, it was, you know, from them trying to find a Wi Fi signal by sitting on the toilet to That's like, the best, yeah. Uh, or, or the, 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 the guy pissing outside, which is obviously funny. But then the best part is the slow motion that she does on her phone. That yeah. was so funny. That was so funny. Yeah. But yeah. also, a lot of those things they're doing are just those little pleasures. It was like her looking in the bathroom in the servant, you know, right. it's just anything to any kind of, uh, uh, it's just a bathroom, but yet I don't have that. And it's just like when they came in the house and they stretched on, on the couch, it's like, this is what I want. But Bogart doesn't want it. At least that's my takeaway. He just right. rather just tear it down. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's very, he's very sadistic. Like you said, I think sadi- <laughs> that's the thing that I think is interesting. 
Yeah. He's very sadistic. And that's sadistic. a little bit more, that's almost a little bit easier to, to, to watch, right? Because it's like, oh, he's, he's, he's just being manipulated by this very sadistic person and you're just watching that happen. So that was because you don't really have any empathy for Bogart's character, right? He, he's just evil. He's just pure evil. And, uh, that you don't understand. You, you're surprised to find out that he's evil. Uh, but you, once you find out he's evil, you don't have any sympathy for him at all. You know, he's just being evil towards Fox's character and even Vera. Vera's really evil too. She's, I mean, she's the same person basically. Yeah. So, um, the one Vera's thing about the, Parasite that I just is really odd was like, I just, the, the guy living in the basement for how long it was just, sometimes oh my God. it was just hard for me to be like, really? It just, but Dan, you're I, back. I see Dan. I see Dan. I don't hear Dan. Now we need to have headphones on. Dan's back. Can you hear me? Yes. There we can we hear you. Apologies for that, everybody. We can hear you, and you should be good to go. All right. There we go. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry I missed all of that, and I'm sure it was exciting. And that's how uh, you get a million dollars with very little effort. Yeah. And <laughs> if next Catch week we'll have record. a little bit more answers, but I think it's been a great show. And Chris, that was great. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we next week, we got to figure out next week, and it should be yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's, it's interesting. So, so, so the first, you know, if you had not, if I hadn't accidentally seen a quick synopsis of The Servant, right, in terms of what it was about. Mm -hmm. I would have thought that this movie was going to go along the ways of Remains of the Day. Right. Uh, and it was not. <laughs> Instead of Eyes Wide Shut. Instead of Eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, eyes Wide Shut. I still think I still think autofocus makes more sense because it's yeah, the two of them. True. It's, it's one person leading the other person down a horrible life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Very true. slowly, slowly doing right. that. Right. Uh, <laughs> No, it's, it's fascinating because it starts out so starchy. Thanks, Mucky Man, for those uh, continuing jokes on a million dollars. I appreciate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it starts out so starchy that uh, that you think it's going to be like uh, you know, classic 60s sort of like super buttoned up uh, uh, drama. And it is for the most part. But then once it, once it starts breaking, it breaks hard. I right. think the thing is with, with Bogart, he's such a dark character, always – in his films. Oh, Dan's still muted. He no, says. Here we go. Just one no, second. You should, I should hear you. Can you hear me now? Are we good now? Uh, is it good now? Yes. No. Uh, the, 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 there we go. Okay. We're done now. Okay. Right. Okay. Good. Good. I just want to say, uh, sorry for missing out on that folks. I just had some work, uh, stuff to finish up and okay. now I'm back. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> you can only yeah. hear his beard. <laughs> It's true, the Russell. Hang on. There we go. My beard needs its own mic stand. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's always been true, Muse. <laughs> yeah. I can only hear his beard. That yes. sounds like a, like a country record. Russell the beard. I like the name of your beard called, be called Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wheat Pasted. Yes, that will probably be... An ongoing joke from now on, and we yeah. have to credit you. Yeah, yeah. Russell. Russell's uh, really acting up. <laughs> <laughs> I can have Dan sound. Russell, do you remember? Do you remember the uh, the episode of Family Guy 
when he grew up, grew a beard, but then rare birds nested in his beard so he couldn't shave it? Yeah, no, this is very close to that, I understand. It's like very it's close to that beard. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in that neighborhood, for sure. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, so uh, the last thing I knew we were talking about was uh, the opening shot with uh, Douglas Slocum's ex- excellent work. So where do we get to? <laughs> Well, we did talk about we did talk about uh, the the general plot of the whole film and how it goes because most of the people uh, uh, on the Twitch stream at least have not seen it. So we did uh, we did talk about that uh, and really how nefarious his character is. Like, oh yeah, you, yeah. You think, like you said, like I said, it starts it feels like it's going to be remains of the day, but then it turns into eyes wide shut, like you said. But yeah. once you start to see him change characters where you're realizing he's manipulating and he would never gain any sympathy for him or or he's he's trying to drag everyone down pure evil pure evil right uh which is very interesting elevate himself like in parasite he just wants to take them all down right i was saying to chris that you don't know what he did past but this was a sport right yeah yeah, and, and you're right. You're right. I didn't even pick up on it, Eric. That he said it is the previous owner died, right? So it's like the right. guy said, "Yeah, he, they died within t- t- a week of each other." Right. So oh, him and his dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that the, what's really fascinating about this movie, in in terms of its view on class, is that it is saying because uh, I, I don't think it's I, you know like at some point I was starting to get a little suspicious like it's like is this the working class is bad movie um, but I don't think that's what's actually happening I think mm-hmm. it's like it's because I don't think that Fox the rich one is like uh, first of all it they they very you know subtly point out that he is not actually rich right and uh, that much of his life is just sort of like a very judgy vision of the same you know lower middle class life that um uh the servants a part of yeah and uh and uh and i think that um he uh, drinks but, a lot of beer which is not necessarily an upper class thing to be yeah drinking. it's just that exactly and so like <laughs> the, there's lots of little very very subtle cues but they add up um that this guy is as divorced from the actual rich as dick bogart is it from him you know, like he is like, that's a, being rich is a whole different, that that's not in this movie. And, uh, and, uh, and he's, he's this kind of guy who's like putting on pretend, you know, like he's making pretend that he's rich, mm-hmm. uh, because he, uh, truly like very subtly hates the idea of being working class, you know, like he's, he, he is disgusted by this in some way. And, uh, and it's definitely true. Like you get a vivid vision of that from his girlfriend who's like, he's a servant. You can treat him like a scumbag. You know, like she all but says that out loud. Right. You know, like she is, she like, she is a, a relatively detestable personality and like, and like looks down her nose at, at like the idea of even being friends with a servant. Right. Right. And, uh, and so the, the only sort of like, uh, the way in which that I got a sense of um background and empathy for uh bogard is through those subtleties because bogard himself is a villain but oh yeah it's it's through this other through the subtleties of how they portray fox and his girlfriend that you go like i can see why he wants to tear these people down right yeah. you know? like I, but I he also but it's also like <laughs> Fox's character that you're right. He's not necessarily rich, but by getting a butler, <laughs> that is going right. to be his symbol of 
exactly. success, right? Because it, it's an, that's like it, getting it, a that's like getting an, an expensive car, you know? Right. Like, uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like well, ah. when you can't when you can't even afford like you can like you can barely keep up the payments, but you get a really really expensive car, right. you know? And and then you treat everybody else like an asshole because you have a you have a really hot car. Like right. the I think that that's the that's the point of view on Fox because like Fox is a very interesting character. Like he's a very uh, submissive, gentle kind of personality weak. like he's a very he's a very yeah and like and like yeah like i guess weak is a better word that's like submissive in that like that is his tactic for gaining control like right and uh but he he is a weak person you know and it's also is, it's also it's also both of them are gay right yeah i mean i said it's, i said it's it's weird but like the the, the scene that really tells it really says is like staircase? they both acknowledge no no not the staircase it's when they're sitting around and they're like after he table. comes back at the table yeah. he goes it's like we're pals and they're like yes <laughs> exactly. and then they're like yeah. yes he right. says i used to have a pal in the army yes right. i had a pal in the army too it's like exactly yes well, i mean they call you and he says something very kind of derogatory that the was driller or something like the that yeah, yeah exactly because well, i was so good at uh, whatever yeah like because i was so good at drilling yeah exactly <laughs> you know, or like the other line when they're on the stairs and they're throwing the ball back and forth and smacks them the the face, gets super mad and, and uh dick Bogart says like i'm gonna go somewhere else when balls aren't thrown in your face constantly mm. and i was like <laughs> okay that's relatively straightforward for the 1960s but yeah. it's like yeah like yeah. The the thing is that I I think that the like what I really liked is because I, I there's a lot of layers to this yeah there's a lot of layers and the uh, like what it is is like I don't think this is a like um, actually I saw a great uh, breakdown of this of uh, by an um, LGBTQ um, a reviewer uh, like because it is a conversation to be had it's like is this a negative portrayal of uh, of of uh, it's like a, a villainous gay man kind of movie, no. which there are plenty of bad examples of. Um, afraid to come but, out. Well, the thing is, I mean, like her point of view is like uh, uh, this reviewer. Uh, she was just like, "This is a and uh, like this is an interesting movie because like the relationship, like what is represented as bad, is this uh, mutually abusive relationship." Yeah. You know? Right. And, uh, like, and that's something that anybody can connect to. It's not localized to being gay. Like the reason why it is like the reason why they, they introduce the sexual tension that they do in the movie is to say that there is uh, sort of a, um, it is that there is a power dynamic that, uh, exists in both of these roles. Uh, and the, the, uh, the, the, it is getting off on power, um, either way. You know, the power of making people do what you want them to do or put them in the position you want them to be in, like has a uh, if we like if you admit it in class warfare, like has a uh, a a a very emotionally charged, virtually sexual edge to it. Like you are dominating somebody else by being richer than them. Right. You are dominating somebody else who is who is richer than you, but you are forcing them to act in a certain way, or you are wrecking their life in another way. Right. And uh, and so by admitting up front that there's there's a uh, there's a there's a sexualized flavor to the relationship isn't to make a commentary on like gay gay lifestyle. It's rather to say like we should be honest about why we have classes the way we do. You know, and it's because it is we feel better when somebody else is forced beneath us 
you know, and we feel safer and we feel better about ourselves because we can put someone under our heel. And, uh, and that is the, 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 the tension of the movie and the tension of the class struggle they're describing is of an abusive, a mutually abusive relationship. So do you think he really had plans from the start or was it really when he started to get yelled at by the, 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 the fiance? I think that, that he, no, like, he, he probably has fallen into this many times. Like, yeah, like it might go along why. fine for a while, but like, he's not going to put up with it. Yeah. I think he, um, I think he, that was within his, his nature to do that. And right. he, I think it was such an open kind of thing about his previous employer. You don't know what he did, but you get the sense that, um, that he took pleasure in it because, yeah. and he, he basically, uh, Sorry, my phone is responding. Like I'm trying to ask it a question, um, <laughs> but I definitely, I definitely feel like he did it before, and I and he enjoyed it tremendously. One of the right. things too, I feel like Mon I'm trying to look it up, but Montgomery Cliff did a movie which is so great uh, in 1964, and it was about. It's such a great film, and the guy that did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, the first one in 1961, the heist film. Yeah, not um, the uh, Sean did. Connery adventure movie. And right. uh, it was maybe he's a judge with a family, and he's well, he's well off, and but he's gay, and somebody finds out, and they out him by painting oh, stuff yeah, on his yeah. garage that, door. I, yeah, yeah, this is a good movie. I like this movie. Dan, yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah. Can you hear me, Dan? I can. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear us? Uh oh, Chris. Yeah. No, I think. Oh man, this is <laughs> this is a <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Anyone, anyone? Eric, can Eric. we? I'm just gonna use this can you guys hear me? to. Yeah, we can hear you. Like Monkey Man yes. with you, Russell McCready. We Russell can hear McCready you. Is the new is the name of the beard. Russell McCready is the now the name of the beard. Uh, uh. <laughs> McCready is from the thing because that's why I grew this beard in the first place. Okay. And Russell speaks for itself, literally. Uh, <laughs> okay, Eric. I'm gonna text you, Eric. Since you can't hear us. So Eric cannot hear us, but everyone can hear Eric. Uh, everyone in chat can hear Eric. We can hear Eric. Yeah, we can hear Eric. Right. Okay. There, how about, can you hear us now? Can you hear us now? Eric? Eric? Oh, come on, Eric. Russell. No. <laughs> no. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Magnificent. Yeah, um, there we so are. We're back. The thing we're is, I, I, there was a movie from 1964, and I'll have to look it up. Montgomery Cliff, the guy that did uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, did it. And he's a, basically a judge that was outed. And um, I, I knew that Cliff was gay, and he had struggled with it. And I know that Bogart was in real life. I feel like these kind of movies were like – in in the servant, it was they couldn't come out. Do you know right, what I mean? Exactly. And sure. the frustration he had uh, for Bogart's character is that he he couldn't come out, so he becomes this cynical guy. Do you know right. what I'm saying? And 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 the other character, uh, I keep forgetting his name, um, but he there's something about it because you never got his a sense of attraction. Look, his that girlfriend, fiance of his, was pretty ish and ish. very wealthy. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, and he could certainly have pursued it, but it's almost like he threw it away. 
Right. Well, because I mean, like she is, and I'm, I'm totally ripping this off from the same reviewer who, um, uh, the LGBTQ reviewer, but she pointed out like the, the girlfriend is a sex proxy. Like you can't have the two guys have sex. So you, they each get to have sex with her. Yeah. And, oh, uh, oh, you mean Vera? Vera. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so like, uh, so that is the way that the movie allows the two men to have sex is by via this woman. Proxy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that that's like, I think that that, like that that's used in other that, like that's been used sort of negatively in some other movies, but I think it's used as part of its critique in this movie. And again, cause again, I don't think it's like, there's like, there is definitely a like sexual overtones to all of this, obviously they're very obvious, but at the same time, like it's all of this is still aimed at their, their power relationship, not at their sexual relationship. Like it's like, like this, like the, the argument from Dick Bogart is like, we are all, the same poor broke fucking idiots like you're right. pretending to be rich because you think i'm disgusting and that makes me hate you so i'm going to bring you down you know and uh and we, meanwhile like richness has moved way beyond fox you know richness is a realm that he has no access to whatsoever yet he is pretending to be rich so that he can have leverage over people which makes him at his core to bogart despicable and right. so like, I think that's the core motivation. I think is like, like, I don't, I don't get the sense that like the movie could have probably actually been a, a literal gay love story. It would have been, you know, a, a smaller release feature. When, when, when but, was homosexuality legal in the UK? Oh, oh not till later after that. Late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. That's it was illegal. You, you, yeah. Right. So yeah. that's why I feel like it, because look, you would the, get chemically castrated for being gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's awful. Well, that's why that movie, the Montgomery Cliff movie, and I'm going to get the name right now, is really uh, a great film because there's, mm-hmm. he is so much on the line, right. and he's such a sympathetic character. It's so great, but that's the same time, right. literally, and both these directors really kind of touch on that. Oh and sure. I, I mean, it's, and, I didn't mean to. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you in that. Like, it's definitely part of what is happening in the movie. Like, that's part of the energy of the movie. And like, because like that dude doesn't even have have like his power comes from the fact that you can't say anything about this. Well, like, that's that what really... Bogart is doing with him too. It's like he's right. trying to out him, but he doesn't out him in a way. Right. He's destroying right. him. But the yeah. thing is, when you go see, he goes to visit his fiance's family, and the father's this out of touch moron in the corner right. talking about. Oh, God, you know, what a scene. Oh, my God. Right? But yeah, it says everything. So but he yeah. could have been that. Yes. All he had to do was just say, let's get married. I'm not going to go to the jungle. Can, can, we t- can we talk about that scene just for a second? So, which scene are you talking about? I missed out. I was, I was t- t- checking. So. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The poncho scene, because like, the, the word they're looking for is gaucho, right? Gaucho, Am I right. wrong? Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, and the, and the subtle, like everything that builds up to that scene is mm. so wonderful because you have Fox is bragging to his girlfriend about how he's going to be building all these cities, right? And he has to clear, you know, hundred, hundreds of square miles of, of jungle and it's going to be amazing, right? It's mostly then, the planes. And then he realized he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about at all. Like this is all just a, a big braggy put on. Right. Like, he's, he's like some, he's, like he's barely got any kind of important job at all. He doesn't have any important job at all. Yeah. Um, and it starts to get revealed with the scene with the in-laws, right? right? And the in-laws, like you can tell that 
because he minimizes what he's saying now. Like, oh, well, right. it's just going to be like, you know, it's basically all done for me and I don't really have, I mean, we're going to clear a little jungle, you know, and he minimizes all that so he doesn't get caught in a lie, right? At the same time, the parents don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They have no idea. They have no idea. They're, they're even more clueless. They're more, they're more <laughs> clueless. And the place is a sort of chintzy nouveau riche. Like it's not even like deep rich. It's sort of like it's it's a little bit showy and ridiculous. Or like we have these big fucking statues in our living room. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but the thing about that though, you could like tell this. those statues probably like Elgin marbles. You know, they probably like yeah. Lord Elgin probably got gave them to him as a gift. Right, right. Because right. it was definitely it was a beautiful home. Um, right. But it was definitely. But it's, it's leaking money. Like that, they, they, that is not like that is not a classy rich home. That is a showy rich home. You know, like they're, they're trying to make you know that it's rich. I mean, the house, the house itself is nice, but like the, what they're framing and what they're showing you in the movie is, is much more like Scarface than it is, uh, like someone who actually has a class, has good well, taste. Well, it's just like the father is like, the, the mother is clueless, but thinks she knows what she's talking about. The oh, father is like, he's just out to, you know, like, he's just no, out to no, Guys, no idea. I gotta be honest with you. I was completely wrong. So the movie that I loved called, Victim in 1961 yes. is Basil um, is by Basil Deere and the guy who did The Extraordinary Gentleman is Dirk right. Bogard, not Montgomery Cliff. Oh, he's black man because he's gay. Yeah, I love I'm this film I'm, because I'm thinking of exactly the same movie and like what, I guess maybe because you said it. And I like feel like a lot I'm of what he Mike was Carver doing Cliff. was to come out, honestly. Right. Yeah, and, for sure. Um, I'm going to leave in the chat room here. And then I'm also going to go to what is it, Twitch you kids use? Yeah, and, that's uh, what kids use these days. Yeah, including but Martin. that is. is a great film. Victim, 1961. It's oh, a, man, we made a Wikipedia a, link too. Nice. nice yeah, nice, that is a great, great, great film. And um, that's really I felt like his film for coming out. What's the What's the uh, Liz Taylor movie? L he did the, uh, oh, Place in the Sun Place with in the Montgomery sun, Cliff. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, maybe that's I just watched that again with my daughter. It's such a good yeah. film. Oh, that's, um, good. that's a great one. That's a great but, one. But um, that, I felt like, um, look, he could have married her and had money and been like her father. Clueless, right. out of touch, and comfortable. Like, you don't have to yep. worry about anything. Yep. But he chose not to. And it's almost like he taunts him. Bogart taunts him for mm -hmm. not doing that, for of his course. being weak like that. Right. At right. the same time, because I was saying earlier to Chris, he doesn't care about the, like in in um, Parasite, they want to elevate their lives. It's a way right. Bogart doesn't. It's like he doesn't care. He's that cynical. This and, is a great and, way to put it, dude. You just said you just hit it on the head. The difference between these two movies is that with um, with the servant, well, with, with Parasite, it's about people that are trying to achieve something. Yeah. Um, whereas, like with the servant, it's people trying to tear each other down. And like, he is already it, there. And the guy, yeah. and that's the thing, like the character for, uh, in The Servant, he, all he had to do was marry the blonde. She loved him so much that she would go to that party and just basically destroy her, her confidence and everything to allow right. herself to be treated like that because right. it showed that she loved him and cared for him. And right. he would rather just say no, right? Yeah. He doesn't, right. All, he could have, and that's why the father was there with the mother talking like out of touch morons because they're oh, so man. comfortable and yeah. they can mouth off and say the stupidest things and there's no repercussions and they've got right. great, great uh, real estate and life is great 
and um, they don't worry about their cholesterol levels every now and then. But other than yeah. that, it's good. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's like, well, it's, uh, yeah, how many it's awesome. times it's like, have I heard a conversation like that? Oh yeah, up. and the thing is, I mean, like the power dynamic between, like you pointed out, like the, the power dynamic between the daughter and them is great because she knows instead of like correcting them, right? She exacerbates their idiocy. Like she's like, I know they're wrong, and I'm going to lead them into a trap of looking incredibly stupid. Like that's yeah. what that's that's her that's what her goal is, right? Right. And like everybody in the movie is 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 this way. Like they're all trying to use power to. Put, get a leg up over somebody else. You know? But she's the smartest one in the in the whole thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's a terrible person. She <laughs> but like she's the smartest one. You know? Yes. And I think that like because I even feel like I feel more sympathy and empathy towards uh uh Dick Bogard than I do towards Fox. Uh and I'm like Bogart's a, a is a is definitely I don't feel Bogart. any empathy for Dick Bogart. <laughs> well, like in that, like he is actually trying, like he's, a, I'm not trying to say he's, what he's doing is good. He is the villain of the movie for sure. Yeah. But he is uh, trying to, um, like he's being very direct in what he wants. Uh, and what, like once he reveals what's going on, he's just like, this is how it is. And he just sort of says it. Now, of course, like he's in the position to be able to say that, but it takes fucking forever for Fox to do anything. And like I, I got frustrated with him. I'm just like, stop acting the way you're acting. Like you're destroying your own life by making no choice at all. Like it's it, like it was maddening to me, you know. And I think that that's the like that. I so like I think that everybody in the movie is like if I were to retitle this movie, it would be everybody's awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like I didn't. I had like I had the the I had uh, when I say I have uh, respect uh, respect for. I don't have any respect for. Dick Bogart in this movie, no, but I, but I uh, but I definitely understand his position more um, because he is. I am as frustrated with Fox as he is, you know, and uh, and like to see Fox brought so low, like is at some level scratching an itch, like yeah. you know, fucking get your shit together, and he won't, and so you make it worse for him, and it's vindictive. And so, like, there's a vengeful satisfaction to what is happening there, and I understood Bogart more because of that. And uh, and even though Fox is the sort of like the nice guy, I'm like, he's the nice guy. It's like in when people when I talk about Gone Girl, right? Like, everyone's like, oh well, you know, she's the you know the villain, and and Ben Affleck's you know like the 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 put upon hero. I'm like, Ben Affleck is the fucking villain. <laughs> like, he is the villain. She is the hero. Like she's awful and she's terrible and manipulative and evil, but if you are going to be either one of these people, don't be Ben Affleck. Like Ben Affleck is a passive manipulator, and he brings all of that on himself, and that is what uh, Fox is doing in this movie. He's just like letting it all just sort of happen around him because it happens at his convenience, you know. And it's you know other people pay the price, but he's just going to keep on squeaking by, like fuck that guy <laughs> like, like it just drives me nuts that guy yeah. you know, excellent performance by fox i thought he was I th he's a great great actor i really i think he's he? excellent. It, yeah. it's but it is it is the acting while stupendous is very theatrical oh yeah right? very oh, yeah. very play like sure yeah, very absolutely. play like and that's yeah. that's fine it works really well in this in this yeah. it really very works really, movie, sure. very yeah. stagey but it works really well especially the pauses they take between 
each one of their <laughs> lines as they right, exactly. say right. certain things in there. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's really really good. highly recommend this. This is a this is a great treat, Eric. And I was like, because I've actually been. I don't know if you guys have had this issue. Like we talked about it before. Like I'm having trouble watching new movies in quarantine because I'm afraid of them. Because things we've gotten so depressing that I've just been like, give me something comfortable. <laughs> I can't take it. This is not so, comfortable. This is not comfortable. This, this is not, is not a comfortable film. But it, it lulled me into it because I've been watching a lot of black and white movies mm-hmm. uh, to, to satisfy that comfort need. Yeah. And uh, and so this this drew me in with its black and whiteness and then smacked me around with its statement. And uh, so I got, I got uncomfortable via comfort and i felt back on track with this movie i really appreciate it it's a, it's a yeah i think i i love discovering things like this i really love it and i highly yeah, yeah I, I i suddenly it's like it's, i feel weird because i've talked about it to several people it's like you gotta watch this film it's like okay was it a new film it's like nah, 1963 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a really upsetting movie from yeah, yeah it's, you should watch it it's really good it's, but i just discovered it so it's like nah, it's, <laughs> 57 years old but it's definitely fantastic yeah. <laughs> yeah. i've never seen it before but yeah, yeah. it's great yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, that's that's a good one actually i spent pretty much all week uh watching a bunch of uh I say watching black and white movies. I've been watching nothing but uh, Orson Welles movies that I had not yet seen. Yeah. Oh, nice! And I didn't realize there were so many that I had not yet seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was fucking awesome. What a good movie going week this was for me. Or movie watching week for me. I yeah. was like, I, did, I had not seen uh, Chimes at Midnight, which is one of his very best movies. Uh, I had not seen The Stranger, which is another one of his <gasps> very best so movies. Good. Really? So good. Oh my god, it's incredible. Stranger That's like really good. Like, yeah, Stranger is like Brazil, but better. Like that's what I was like. This is what I want. Oh my god! I have a huge old photo of Broadway. It's probably the size of a table that I bought twenty years ago. An old photo of photographer from the late forties in New York took it of Broadway at night, and it's just mm-hmm. glowing streets with the old cars, and it's the huge theater, and it says The Stranger. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. It's in color, awesome. and it's such a great poster. And I was like, always loved Orson. And, um, oh, dude, yeah. Jelly Rolls! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it, was it, was it, was it Vargas, a wine? Well, was it a wine commercial that he was trying to do all the outtakes on? Oh, yeah. Wine? That's, yeah. God, what was that thing? The, the, all the, because uh, you know, he's hammered and he's, you know, getting. He'll sell no paid. wine before it's time. Yeah, what he did that? all the Gallo um, commercials. Yeah. That's yeah. what <laughs> Ernest and Julio Gallo. Yeah. But no, the drunk one that he did with it where he's fighting with the director is for like, for peas, like frozen peas or something like that. It's really <laughs> so embarrassing. Like, I feel bad for the team because I'm just like, he is like, like, everyone thinks like, oh, well, he hit it big and then he just fell apart. Like, I would venture to say that arguing only with maybe Kane, his best movies are his later movies. Right. Like, they are fucking crazy, super experimental, really daring, wild films. As opposed to the, I want to show mommy and daddy what a good director I am. Films that he made in the in the forties, late forties, right? You know, and because I like the the movie I I maybe from Shanghai I, had, I like. Oh, I do love that one. That's great. That's and, great fun. And 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 the and and the uh, Ambersons is great. Ambersons, the lady from Shanghai, and the one from Fifty Seven is so good. Fifty Seven. What was in? 57? You know, uh, what's his name with um, Charlton Heston? 
Oh, well, that's great. That's yeah. That's his later period. That's after he's Hollywood won't even hire. That's a love uh, lady yeah, from we, Shanghai says Monkey Man. Monkey oh, Man. lady from Shanghai. She is, is so incredible. beautiful yeah, in that. My yeah. God, uh, what is the one I'm thinking of? The one so, you're thinking of is yeah, because you're just quoting with the sheriff the, where he plays the Vargas. 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 Yeah, what is that? And Janet Lee. God, that's mm-hmm. embarrassing. I can't think of the name. But anyway, that is a great film. That's a truly great film. Touch of um, Evil. Touch of Evil. Touch of Evil. And uh, my, you know, minus the you know uh, today culturally inappropriate casting of Charlton Heston as a Mexican, it is a great film, and it is not a negative yeah, portrayal of a Mexican person. Um, but it is a, a an incredibly incredibly well made movie. Um, but I also saw his what I think is his worst movie um, is uh, 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 oh shoot did I say it wrong? Sorry, not this. The strange, the, the worst movie is The Stranger. The best movie is The Trial. That's why I mixed them up. I'm sorry. Yeah, the no, The I, Stranger with uh, with what's his name? I like where he's. Oh, it's re- it's very good. It's very very good. But he didn't direct that. I don't think The Stranger. It has him in it, right? This yeah. is where he's the Nazi, right? He's the like it's yeah. the one where he's the Nazi. Um, like no, that is the a other really, one really he good... did is 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 the one in Vienna. Oh, oh uh, you're Mr. thinking of Arcata. a uh, uh, third man. Oh, he didn't direct that. That's no, he didn't, he, direct that he didn't do the stranger either. Right. No, he but did do the stranger. That's why it's his worst movie. No, <laughs> it I don't is think it. he did. Did he? No, he did. I swear to God. It's part of the Criterion Collection. He directed it. I swear to God. Oh, dude, I only thought he uh, started it. No, he, like, big, it feels Looking like sort of work. a shitty Hitchcock ripoff. And it's a real like, thing. Is It's a really good movie. It's, it's just, uh, Edward G. Robinson is great in it. Edward G. Robinson. It's, it's a really good movie. I have nothing bad to say about the movie. I'm just like, this is like him trying to be Hitchcock so the movie makes some money. And the movie, it's the only movie yeah, that made any money okay. for him. You know? And so I watched it. I was like, yeah, I love it. But uh, like, this is like second banana Hitchcock. Like, you don't need to be doing this. Because like I even liked um, um, Mr. Arcadden, which I which I saw the uh, the collected version of that on um, Criterion, and Mr. Arcadden is would be in his top three, except the guy who's playing the main character is the worst fucking meathead actor I have ever seen. Like I couldn't even believe it. Like the guy is just the it's it's he's he's awful. Maybe he's a nice guy in real life. It's the old, but the only movie he's ever been in is he stars in this Orson Welles movie, and he's like, he's like, he's like the the kind of guy that plays like third goon from the left in a bad mob movie, and Orson Welles casts him as the main guy, and he's so bad it's shocking, and it wrecks the film. Other than that, the movie making is incredible. Do but you I like that because he needed the money and somebody oh, yeah. that was a prerequisite. I mean, it's like Ed Wood when you have to hire the fucking producer's son. Dolores, don't get kooky on yeah. me. Yeah, it's, it's it's just I was just like this guy, like this guy is so bad. Like he, he's like struggling to remember his lines, and they're dubbed. <laughs> like it's wild. It's really really wild. But yeah, I spent all week watching um, uh, Wells movies. Uh, uh, the the color the hour long French color one that he made off the. Um, uh, short story. Uh, it was really beautiful. The there's the 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 endless something story. Are they I can't all on Criterion? Called. All on Criterion. I gotta do that. I gotta check it out. Oh, dude, it's fucking great. I'm starting to ramble off on that, but I, I was like Wellesley go go all week long. Really, really got me. So I was in a lavish black and white mood, and then you then you dropped the servant on me, and it was yeah. like hitting a concrete wall. <laughs> well, all's wells that ends wells, as they say. <laughs> as they say. 
But uh, yes, Monkey Man, we, uh, I agree with you on Lady from Shanghai. That is one fucking ride of a movie, boy. That is a great one. Totally right. great one. Um, okay. What is I going to, uh, we should, we should talk, uh, about, uh, Parasite. Parasite. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this was this, your first time watching it. This was my first time watching it. Take the reins um, on that one. I kind of knew a little bit about it. Obviously it did so much hype about it. So I knew a little bit about what it was going to be. Uh, it did, it did go, it did take a lot of turns. <laughs> oh yeah. Funkiny weirdness. Yeah. It's like, okay, so it's going to be a family that's going to be try to, you know, manipulate their way into this other family, which I thought was interesting. Right. right. And they were nefarious uh, in a lot of ways. Right. The mother was like manipulative, right. To yes. get into the, there and the, the the daughter the daughter the the son is the most innocent of all of them, right? Right, right. Or, or at least the 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 most uh, the biggest dreamer. Like he was like he always thought of something big at the end, which is obviously the end scene is like, oh my god, are you kidding me with this? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's almost too much. It's like you can't right. do that. That's not yeah. fair. That's not yeah. fair. You know. Right. Uh, but he always was like very ambitious in a lot of ways. Like he's like he had some ideas of what he wanted to do. Um, but so, yeah, so he ended up, you know, the, they, they, they find roles for each other, the roles that they all need to have in this house and they construct it so that they can basically infiltrate the entire household. Right. Uh, which, uh, is very interesting as well. Uh, I'm assuming that most of you guys on Twitch have seen Parasite. So I don't know if we really need to get into too much of the actual story like we did on yeah, I mean, you've outlined the basic thing, you know, family, try, yeah. like poor family tries to uh, ingratiate itself upon rich family. Right. Now, what's there was a couple things that I thought were very interesting that, that, that took away from this. One is the obsession with American culture and using American words. Now, is this just that family or is that part? Is that something that happens in Korea a lot where they're like, uh, use American? I, don't know. I, I you, generally think that it was, there are some things that it was just trying to show what culture is like. And even in the host, like athletics and the pride of athletics and medals mm -hmm. and using that in competition. And some of them are American sports or European sports. Right. So it's the achievement and plus the music. So I think, I think it's but it's very much culture. it's very Western, right? So there's a lot yeah. of things that are and and this was also true in in Korea. There's a lot of like aspirations to be Western. Yes, right? yeah. Well, and Western when when she rich, said, right? when he said, "Oh, she went to school in Illinois," she's like, right. "Oh, that's it." Right now, those right. Uh, now is correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe also that's in, a state. In, in yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, also in Korea, there's a, a trend, especially, uh, to have sur uh, plastic surgery to develop a fold in your eyelids. So you don't have an Asian look to you. Yes. You get rid of yeah, the fold. Yeah. Yeah, get rid it's of the a fold, fold yeah. surgery. Yes. Right. right. Uh, my wife so, has had that. Yeah. Well, like, they, like, or to whiten your skin is another thing that's, there's lotions to do that. I do. Right. There's like all these things too. Just well, like I mean, it makeup. works very well though. But, oh. the, uh, but like, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the idea of, uh, Cultural hegemony, right? It's like the idea of like whatever the leading culture is in the world. Like you just make a system of um, of trying to become that thing, right? And uh, and so it like it becomes un like it becomes so pervasive that it's unusual if you don't do that. You know? Well, what was weird? Thing, if you guys, I'm oh, sorry. 
what was weird about it was it's like so the, so this 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 poor family is aspiring to infiltrate themselves into this rich family's house, right? Mm, right. The rich yeah. family they inspire aspire to be American. <laughs> You yeah, know I mean? exactly. They, they're exactly. playing right. cowboys. They're playing right. Western things. They're saying right. they're using English expressions in strange ways that I guess may make sense in Korea. I just don't know, right? I'm not part of that culture. I don't know much about Korean culture. I could ask some of my Korean friends. But you can to, see how American culture has become iconic to these characters in certain ways. That is a symbol of success of some right. kind, right? right? Somehow the symbol, and it's not. They're obviously successful and rich. That's fine. Right. <laughs> they, but. Somehow they need to Americanize everything they're doing by using right. all of those things. And it was very interesting. Uh, right. Like somehow, oh, where you went to school in the United States is more important, right? Right. And that's, right. you know, uh, you know, faking diplomas and all the other stuff that they did was kind right. of a – Or like that the kid is fascinated by, you know, like cowboys and Indians, right? Which right. Even like even over here, people are no like, that. "That's that, well, no one's going to like that's like like very borderline racist." What the kid is doing from an American perspective, right? right. From our modern, very modern perspective in terms of American culture today. Right. Um, but what they're uh, using it as, like the way they're they're interacting with that stereotype, is shows like what this means to them, as opposed to commenting on anything about Native right. Americans. Like it's just like this is part of the uh like the 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 mythology of the west and the concept of being um uh rich right you know and how uh like the american dream means you beat people like the quote indians and uh and you rise to the top of this you know this mythical ladder right. and uh, and that all this has become symbolic of uh of of the choices that they're trying to make in their own lives even though they don't even recognize what the fuck it's saying they have no idea what it means <laughs> right, right right you know um but there's the steps that they're trying to take and that's true for every character in the movie you know like that's right. like like i said before like the the greatness of the movie is that it doesn't it's not choosing sides per se it's saying this whole mechanism is fucked up you know <laughs> yep like the whole thing is screwed and uh, and everybody cuz everybody in the movie is a parasite to someone else in the movie right but the reality you know? is it's like it's such a negative connotation but the parasite is obviously the guy in the basement but the thing is, it, is that yeah, they're all I parasites mean, they're because, all the parasites they're no, like, yeah, they're look when you what do you consider a parasite it because uh, there's a negative connotation to it but it's survival um right. but I, I i look at the character like the the, the most insidious out of all of them they were trying to better their lives, right? Absolutely. And Bogart doesn't. I mean, he has, he just, he oh, yeah. embellishes no, he's, where he, he's like, I'm going to bring my he's mission to you. He's trying to, to ruin you. someone's life. Yeah. That's right. And so yeah. I give them an A for, you know, the efforts and it got out of control, like all right. great movies, kind of like Tarantino movies, one step and it's like, all of a sudden, it's good bananas. Yeah. it goes if bananas. The, line, it goes the thing is that I, I noticed watching Parasite again was the symbolism of that rock. The, you know oh yeah and then the house they live in is like a rock right right yeah absolutely yeah well like the which same type of vertical more... rock from the streets coming up like that and which, which sheer... is the more cynical movie to you cynical was the bogart one because bogart one? he he knew this guy was probably not attracted to this woman sexually and couldn't be married but he wanted to be rich because right. he could have just made it easy after meeting the parents 
And right. he knew that. He knows that there's this weakness to him, and he'd rather just tear him down, and then you see him walking in a park to another job. Yeah. And right. that, yeah. to me, whereas Parasite, you watch that again, they just were, they bonded as a family, they yeah. lost a loved one. But Absolutely. Everyone, he, everyone means well in Parasite, right? Like, even, even the rich people are why, like... Why, so, so, okay, go ahead. But the go other ahead. thing is, too, that when you watch Parasite again, truly... The, the best, it's almost like um, the relationship of his, with his father when he's doing the Morse code, that's a movie to itself. Yeah. Oh, God. It's great. When it's the winter, great. right? It's so beautiful. Yeah. Right. But that's like, this is, this is the thing is like, I think that, and I'm, I was really, I was really into how you, like the, the choices of these two movies. Like, this is one of my favorite pairings that has ever been. But it wasn't about servants, so you know. But yeah, it's a, no, it's about because it's about um, it's about class warfare. Like everything, every, it's about uh, the nature of 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 what class warfare is, which is a power struggle. You know, yeah. and it's a power struggle in every single direction. And and the uh, and like on the, I agree with you that certainly on the face of it, um, the the servant is a very, it's an openly cynical film. You know, like it's like Bogart the main char- was cynical. No, yeah, like well, the whole viewpoint of the movie is just like this is this is like Bogart is the devil, and he wants to bring you down to hell, so he feels better about himself. Like that's the whole goal, and you're just watching this barely likable character fall apart into madness over the course of the film. You know, and so it's saying like this is like. Uh, like everything, everything is bad. The class the class structure is bad. All the characters are at best unlikable. Like everything is ugly. People have no people don't treat each other with value. Everything is horrible. But I would argue that Parasite is almost more insidious to me because everyone is likable to an extent. You know, everyone is trying to be a good person to an extent. You know, no one's trying to hurt anybody else. Uh, no one has evil goals, but they are still – they're in a worse position at the end of the movie, or at least the main character is, than they are at the beginning. Yeah, but they still There's have no, love for each other. Well, that's he true. This is what I'm saying. Him, but this you is what see I'm saying. no love with Bogart's character. That, that's what, this is what I'm saying. It's like that the – like which is, which is the question of which is more cynical is like one is openly more cynical, which is uh, the servant. But Parasite, there's no way out of this relationship – it's a total death machine. You're going to be locked in the basement and it's never going to end. And everyone's good. So they're, so you feel bad for them. I was just like, this is actually, this makes me feel worse. Like the servant, I'm just like, Oh, that's, that's brutal and bitter. But parasite by the end, I was like, they are all fucked forever and they will never get out of it. Like it's, it's, it's horrible. Like that's a truly horrible experience because like, because they are people that I like. Even, well, even the rich I, it, people, it's just amazing. It's like, it's, it's just like his response is, well, is, is amazing. It's like, I have a plan to how to get you out. I'm going to become very, very, very oh. smart. I'm going to become very, very, gonna, very rich. I'm going to make all this money. And I'm, I'm going to buy, buy that house. house and then you can get out. <laughs> and then the last shot of the movie is, that's never going to fucking happen. Uh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's a dream. And the dream is what yeah, got us It was really like, at least we tried. You know? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, at yeah, least yeah, we tried. Whereas... <laughs> it's whereas 
it's like Bogart is nonstop. Like oh, he brutal. pretty much would continue that until he's dead, and then he's going to oh, yeah. grab a suitcase. Oh, and he's, leave. he's 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 he is a he is the devil. Bogart is the devil in the stranger. Yeah. For, rather, in, I keep on saying the stranger in the servant. Like right. and like I, I absolutely believe that's true. And there's nothing likable about anything that happens in the servant. But I also don't feel as bad at the end of the movie as I do at the end of Parasite when I was like. Why not? Like that's like getting me to relax my stomach muscles and then punching me as hard as you possibly can. <laughs> well, I had a problem. I had a problem with the end of the servant. I was like, it, it's like it's missing another act. Like it needed. Oh like, yeah, you know, it's just basically like, like, wait a minute. We, how about the? You know, you don't just like. All right, but it's the end. I'm like, but, to, but why do you need to see the? They end? needed. Uh, you, you didn't necessarily needed to. You needed something like. Okay, and then he dies, or what? I know there's something no, that was missing. You know I, it I was know. Basically, this is. Going, I know he's going to end up dead forever. He's, I he's, would he's like, dead inside. No, yeah. There's, there's no, something about. Go any lower. <laughs> like it's over. I know, but that's when you have a fifth act, and it goes back up. I actually feel like I actually feel like honestly, those the, when you see Victim and those other movies, there's a whole breed of actors in London in that time. I really think because homosexuality was banned it was their way oh, of coming yeah. out right of even course. for I mean, directors like... for pinter i get i believe i gotta look that up but the point is i feel like this was a coming out and no, this i is, swear yeah, this is i what, think this victim is the was on, a, about. on a, right. a morrissey album a picture right right now, like that's the thing is i mean like the the reason why there is the you know well one of the reasons i won't say it, the only reason but like one of the reasons why there is the now looked negatively upon trope of um uh, gay love affairs and movies that end in one partner dying um, is because that was the best way to symbolize the struggle of uh, trying to be happy in a society that literally illegalized your life, you know, and it was like, you couldn't see it and they couldn't see it in any other way, but a tragedy. And that's correct. That's like, it was a tragedy. Um, and so like the, like the tragedy of the, of the servant is, you know, like it has that, even though it's not specifically talking about that, it's relating uh, class struggle to that same kind of trap, you know, uh, where it's, it's like, this is a, this doesn't work. We can't be like this towards each other, you know, and uh, because we, we are turning into an, ab an abusive relationship of ourselves, meaning everybody, not any particular sexuality, but rather of where we are, we are at where class struggle primarily is about rich people making poor people fight against each other. Like that's all that really happens. Right. The other thing and, is and the, 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 uh, the, the, why, why do I keep saying it? Not the stranger, but the servant is that example. It's like, here is a, here is a negative, brutal, abusive, uh, codependent relationship uh, that uh, is essentially been forced into reality because uh, society won't accept something that's natural and normal. Have you guys thought about, like, if you think about it, in The Servant, it was the implications of what wealth was, was only in the shot at her parents' house, and it was wintertime. Really, yeah. You couldn't see right. the gardens and all their flourish. Right, and right. You Big, must go. Shot too. Oh, you shot. must go in the summertime. I will yes. have you invited. And so, uh, but in in the uh, in Parasite, 
It's like the home is this own little world. It's so gorgeous down to like the food, the drink, sports drink, the father drinks yeah. and the soft thing. It's like everything every, is super there's abundance and, and wealth yeah. and abundance. Right. And right. they're in that wealth and abundance and yet and they have to escape. Whereas there is none of that in the formalities are the black candles in, in, in the silver candle sticks. And mm -hmm. little details like that, but they're not ostentatious. It, it's not well, like that. It's, so it's it, reverse. But it's right. the, the 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 mother, the, the the rich mother, is obsessed I know, but with it's appearances. The implications of what wealth yes. is, as right. opposed to these guys are really wealthy. They and they're they are nouveau riche in a lot of ways, right? Oh, oh we yeah, have 100%, wealthy, we 100%. have this, we have that, we have this implication, you know. And so right. she's, and her life is completely empty and vapid, which is. Not the Played mother. By she her. was unbelievable. Like she had so much going on. Like she had but to she, park her car and she had to go shopping. And what, she right. had to get on the cell phone and use that device. Right, and then she had right. to like very get complex, like an Indian outfit. She was well, that, busy. That's what it, <laughs> I was working. I was doing construction back in, in college. I was framing houses and with my contractor, who's a friend of mine, who was really funny. And he said, he says, because we were doing we were re doing renovations on houses in in Westchester, right? Because that's where I lived in in Westchester, New York. Uh, and and we were like, you know, when I die, I want to be reincarnated into a Westchester housewife. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> wow! Or my oh, wow. days are scheduling hair appointments and tennis lessons. And <laughs> that sounds like, oh that's like death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trust me, those people are not happy. Right? Oh, they are no not happy. No yeah. yeah. That's it. That's hideous. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, that's that's uh, like the family I love the rich family in Parasite is is so wonderfully drawn because they are kind of like they're all kind of dumb, right? Yeah. They're all obsessed with nonsense. Um uh they're filling their days and time with things that don't mean anything. Everything is like swept and clean and beautiful like down to the nth degree, right? right? The house itself is an architectural marvel, which is also, by the way, mostly CG. Um, right. They live in a completely walled off uh, area, like walled what off. What parts were CG? Space. The lawn? The entire top level of the house. Oh, what was it before that? They, they, they built a set and then they extended it upward to do the... Um, uh, to, the the exterior house. shots, you mean? For all the exterior shots of the house. Exterior yeah. shots, okay. Yeah, and so the uh, and but it but it adds to the sort of like the surreal mathematical nature of everything you see to do with that house, it's like beautifully designed. But it's like it's so clean and perfect and ridiculous at the same time. Uh, and there's all these little stairs everywhere. Like there's all these little levels where you can get up a little higher than somebody else, you know. And uh, like it's and it's brilliantly or a brilliantly, little lower than anyone or a little else. lower exactly you know and, <laughs> and, of course, and, like, the, and depending on where you are is is you know if you live yeah, all exactly. the way down in the basement all in the, the, way down the basement, sub and basement then, <laughs> yeah and like when they go down and down and down and down and down into the basement right and you're like whoa this isn't even actually as down as the family lives at the bottom of the hill right right like that's down right and we right. Get to know that that is down because that's what happens during my favorite scene in the movie which is the flood right like the all the shit washes downhill and the people that suffer are at the base of it right right 
And like the next day you have the That's called trickle down economics. Trickle down <laughs> economics writ large, right? Like so it like and then the next day, like, you know, the rich family is like, you know, oh well, you know, like it was just it, it just turned into a rain shower. It's like well, we'll just change our whatever our vacation plans. And you're like and like you can see the look on uh what's his name's face where he's just like my whole fucking life was disrupted last night. I slept in the goddamn gymnasium. <laughs> you know? Right. And you guys like are talking about what a lovely rainy day it was. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's idiotic, you know? And they, right. and what's, what's, what's wonderful is that they don't make the rich people bad for that. They just show that they're completely oblivious. Out of touch. Yeah. Like they have absolutely no connection to reality whatsoever, yeah. you know? And, and it's only at the, like the only moment at which one of the, one of the rich folks is, uh, not even villainous, but it's like when he reaches down to get the the car keys from the the dead body. Oh, and he and, yeah, and he holds his nose. Yeah, and that, and that like that's the moment when you're like, I would I might stab that guy too, you know? Like, but oh he also God. had made all those disparaging comments about smell too, right? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. But it's but it, but he doesn't even know that he's saying it. Like he's not even like right. he doesn't know even how badly this comes across. Like this is just the world that he lives in. And I think that this is like the, that relates to like, that relates to everyone, you know, like, uh, like the way that we treat each other online, for instance, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it is like, there's a bubble that we are at the center of and that we believe that we are good and we would never do anything wrong. And then there's people outside of the bubble that we don't really understand or try to interact with at all. Right. And they're just sort of a major inconvenience, you know, and can't we just have someone take care of this for us? You know, and like, that's what happened. That's, that is what this family has, has, has created for themselves. And like, like the, the father has no understanding at all of what is happening in the end of that film. Like, he is just like, why is everyone, why is this murder happening? Like, he has, it's, I have no, I have no clue. Right. <laughs> like, as far as he's, as far as he's concerned, his life has been fine. And then one day everyone on his lawn gets killed and, and, and then he gets stabbed in the heart. You know, and right. he has no, he has no functional idea why that happened, right. you know, and that is, that is what is wrong with his lifestyle, you know, right. and that is, that's the critique of Western wanting with the Western lifestyle, but it's also just like the critique of wanting that to in the, like the, the poorest characters want to become that even when they know it's the it's, worst. It's the worst. Yeah. I, so, so why? The, 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 the original maid, that was a very interesting twist, you mm-hmm. know, how she comes running back in a house and races down to the basement. <laughs> right. It's like, right. what the fuck is going on here? Right. right. Uh, really strange. Uh, really strange. What, uh, w- why was her husband there? How did she get, I don't remember what, how that happened. Did they explain that? Oh I yeah. Think? That's yeah. No, like uh, there's an explanation for it. I can't re- recall right at the top of my head, but it's just like, you know, uh, he gets essentially booted out of the loop, right? And then she has to continue on. And the only way for this to happen is if he is essentially buried beneath. He's like, he's ex- exercised from the world, right? Yeah, there's something very dis- weird about that whole thing. Right. And he becomes, you know, essentially a ghost, you know, a mole almost person. literally a ghost. Yeah, a mole person. You know, and all the visual all the visuals that surround him are ghost-like visuals, you know, like, and to the point where, you know, like the kid is basically convinced it's a ghost, right? you know, and he is a ghost. Like he can't, like, there's no world that he can be a part of anymore. He is so, he's so forgotten by, uh, the economic system that he used to be a part of that all he can do is dream of being at the top of the stairs, 
and he barely knows what to do when he gets there. Like right. he goes through that same journey. It's just like, he, he's the guy who makes it like he gets, he goes from the lowest point all the way up to the top of the top part of the hill right. and goes fucking bananas and kills somebody. <laughs> right. Like that's the journey you're on. If you want to, and I like, I, I like how, how, you know, like sure he is of himself. Right. Like, yeah. like he's like, well, Oh yeah, there's a knife. I should just grab that. And just like stomps through. And then the thing that's really interesting is when he goes outside and he's confronted with sunlight, which he probably hasn't seen in many years. Yes. Right. And they're like, Oh, like that's the one thing that stops him is sunlight. You know? Yeah. It's just dazzled from like, oh, shit, yeah, stunned. Yeah. Right. It's quite, yeah. That's the thing, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I think because now you, now you said you were going to bring up, I don't know if you already talked about it while I was gone, but you said you were going to bring up the class nature of your growing up. What did this movie do for you? Um, it was interesting. So I've been struggling with this because I also don't know. Wait one second, guys. Keep talking. Sure. You uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know if it's uh, uh, if it's real or not. But you know, like, so when we when 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 I know I was I was in Cairo, right? So my 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 parents moved to Cairo. I was born there. And when we did there, my, my dad was uh, working at the American University in Cairo. He was the business manager for the American University in Cairo. Um, uh, and uh, as, a, as that person, he was like second in command at the, at the university. Uh, he did a lot of um, fundraising and things of that nature. Right. So as such, uh, the, the, the school, the university, supplied us with uh, a substantial staff <laughs> – Right. right. Uh, to, to help us. So we had this, we had this large apartment. So imagine like an apartment building, except we had the whole floor of one. <laughs> one right. Room, okay. Right. Right. So we had this whole floor and, uh, and it was quite nice. And, and there we had servants quarters too. Right. So we had, <laughs> we had a butler, we had a cook, we had a maid, we had a nanny, we had a chauffeur. That's amazing. We had, um, uh, and we had a, a, a woman who basically we didn't have washing machines, so a woman who just cleaned clothes and did uh, did laundry, right? Uh, and uh, that that was our our staff, right? And there was a there was an interesting thing that hold on, and we weren't the only people that were in this situation as Americans, right? There was other Americans who had staff as well, but my mother, who's uh, Hungarian and came from you know she was a blue blooded Hungarian. Um, took on the role of master of the house fairly seriously mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Right. Um, and she took care of a lot of not only, you know, took care of the, uh, a lot of our staff, but all of their issues and different weird things that were going on in their lives and sort of helped mitigate that and sort of arbitrated uh, fights that happened among staff that also happened. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, and she became very good at it, and she was very respectful of the people and uh, and all of that. But they 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 called. She got a nickname from the staff, and it which was Oma Hayat, which means mother of workers. <laughs> and uh, what was also interesting is that other Americans' uh, families, like I said, they also had staff uh, in a lot of ways, and but they didn't really. They didn't have. They couldn't deal with it. <laughs> Right. Right? right. And there was two ways they would deal with it, which was one is, oh, I'm just going to treat them like normal people. I'm going to be very, you know, this, you know, they just and the, the, the people in, in uh, uh, the, the servants were like, that's 
Just tell us what we need to do and we'll do it. Right. You know, they didn't necessarily do that or they'd be extremely rude and horrible to them and, 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 and inconsiderate. Right. And it was very, it was a struggle. Like for example, especially, you know, in a Muslim country uh, where they would make them, you know, for example, that's like, oh yes, we're going to have a dinner for, uh, and we're going to have dinner for everyone. and going to make quiche Lorraine. Well, it's like they can't eat fucking quiche Lorraine because it's got ham in it, and that's yeah. not what Muslims eat. Not going to work out. Right. Gonna work out. So it was very, it was a big struggle in that way. But for me, as someone who was literally born into it uh, and dealing with it in that way, to me, I actually spend most of my time with the staff mm, <laughs> as a right. kid, right? right? Which is not uncommon. It was much more like you know, think about it, like uh, uh, what's uh, what's the movie with we did Roma. Like Roma, right? right. Sure. So Ragab and Mukhtar, uh, they, they, I grew up with them. They, they, I spend most of my time in the kitchen and they were, you know, uh, you know, basically, uh, uh father figures to me, mm. both of them. Right. Uh, and you know, Ragab was our cook and he was, Ragab was pretty much the ran the place. Mukhtar right. was the front man, but it, the, the, the two of them were, were quite funny together. Uh, and I, I remember them being very strong and I grew up with them. You know, I ate all my dinners in the kitchen with them, right? right. While my parents had big lavish parties, big cotillions, you yeah, know, right. and, and then they would serve all the stuff and they would, you know, but I remember just sort of being part of that culture and, and understanding that. And that's what, what I remember. Right. But now looking back and seeing this, I was like, it's, it's the way that the way that certain staff got respected or disrespected and there's a way to make it happen. And, 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 I, I don't know if 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 my parents did it correctly or not. I'd like to think that they did, that they had mm -hmm. a good relationship with the staff. But, uh, you know, I could be wrong. You know, especially now right. I sort of question everything that's going on. Right. But it was it was it was interesting. You know, and uh, there were certain moments that were very interesting because Mukhtar, who is our our butler, he was very very. Uh, uh, he maintained that, you know, master servant uh, relationship very much from sure. far. Right. Yeah, with right, my, with the, sure. with my, with me, he, 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 he was, you know, nice with me, you know, we goofed around. He was a little, you know, he let me, he was let his guard down a little bit more with me, but with my father, it wasn't that way. Right. But I do remember very specifically, we were there in the seventies and, um, this was during the uh, the uh, the Israeli Egyptian War. I don't know if you guys remember. There was war that happened yeah. in the seventies between those two countries, oh, and yeah. we were Americans living there. And it was a little bit more stressful, according to my parents, what was going on. Sure. And so, we were locked in the house, and uh, my father. Were you living there when Sadat was killed? Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. that seventy nine? When was that? Yep. No, no, we no, no. He, we left in seventy seven. Okay. But it was the lead up. You certainly are. Yeah. That, I mean, we were there during the yeah. Sadat year. So that was really yeah. the sort of the, you know, it was, that was a big day, you know, in, 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 yeah. in, in sure. Egypt, yeah. it was like, it was, the, it was like a spring time, you know, like it was right. definitely really, really, people were like very much enjoying their lives in, in, in Egypt at that time. Right. But anyway, my, my dad was stuck in the, you know, we were stuck inside, uh, and, and dealing with that. Um, and it was, it was very, <laughs> It was very interesting, but my uh, he I remember my dad struggling with uh, uh, keeping himself occupied because of the stress of the war, mm -hmm. uh, right. and so uh, he decided he was going to start playing backgammon 
because and uh, I don't know if you know, but in in Egyptian culture, it might be in most Arabic cultures, but especially in Egypt, uh, backgammon is huge, right? It's a big game. It's very important. And they're very good at it. They don't even call it backgammon. They call it trick track because of the the sound that the sound. They they play so fast. In fact, the Bedouins, sometimes they, all they do is they carry dice with them and then they draw out the board in sand and then use different oh, sure, colored exactly. rocks right. to make right. the, the pieces. So they have well, a, carry a case. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they don't carry a case. They, just, they, they have a whole system about it. But anyway, my dad was, right. said he was going to start playing backgammon and then he invited uh, Mukhtar, our butler, to play backgammon with him, at which point like then it was like – all everything's down, like the fences are down, and he was going to kick my dad's ass in in backgammon every night, like and it was like it was like okay now I can be, I can sh- I can do this I've been given permission to like kick your ass, <laughs> you know right, right and right, it, right. It, it both amused my dad and frustrated him because he was very very good at and, right. and, and but it was kind of an interesting, I remember those those relationships uh, sure and but I, it was it was. There, there's a certain thing about class that was very, very difficult because there's, especially in in Cairo, you know, there there is a there was a class system that's been there for thousands of years, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And Americans have a hard time understanding because our <clears throat> culture is not long enough, not old enough to have such a strong class system, right? right. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone who is quote unquote lower class needs to be you know like the land of opportunity there is not necessarily as a thing <laughs> right. right right there are plenty of opportunities within your class to be happy right. in some ways right. uh, uh uh sorry what was that can someone please get a three minute long mid-roll ad on the stream please what does that mean that's a that is a completely opaque comment to me. I don't know yeah, what that means. I have no idea what that. But means. please, please feel free to express yourself. Or keyboard it could be someone uh, trolling us on the on the thing. So uh, keyboard warrior yeah. one two three. I don't know. One, who two, that three. Is. Right. Anyway, so it, <coughs> it was a it was a it was a struggle to be honest uh, to um to, to well to, it's to sort of that. fascinating right like it's like because the uh like I I think all of it like uh. uh I think that it just like it shows that there's like all these relationships like in any immediate sense they can be perfectly healthy good relationships you know it's sort of like I'm like I'm sure that you know that uh the like the this this guy cared for you essentially tried, helping raise you and and all this is like none of that none of that is artificial yeah, none of that it's uh none of that's wrong and none of it's false you know um but the mechanism that upholds the structure itself is the strange thing, right? And uh, and I guess my 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 main question is like, is this unavoidable? Like uh, like, do humans automatically build class structures uh, yes. in order to in order to yeah. uh, sort of maintain control of things? Sure. You know, because like class is built around whatever. Sometimes it's built around, you know, like where you live. Sometimes it's built around color. Sometimes it's built around whatever it is, you know, whatever your job is. Military. But we, we always, we, yeah, military, like whatever it is. But like we, we glom onto this idea uh, in virtually every country on earth in some way. 
Like America is a little vague about it. And the way in which it's vague is like there's multiple interrelated versions of, of, of class systems. Um, and they have sort of an, un, they have an unequal relationship between each other. And they're constantly trying to shuffle around to try to get an advantage on everybody else vis-a-vis capitalism itself, you know? Um, but in other countries, like, you know, or in, like in India, where it's like a very direct caste system, or with England, like it was, like it's a very rigid class system, you know, like these things, it just keeps on appearing. And I'm like, is that it? Like, is that something that we can find a way to stop now that we basically humans have have populated the entire earth, and this now causes problems? Is it something we can avoid? No, you know, because it's, it's 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 like you see with parasites, it's like this is just a disaster. And it's a, it's an unfolding disaster that leads to like there's a there's a subtext to the parasite which is, um, uh, they the poor are suffering from directly from global warming in that movie, like that is yeah. the storm and the flood, right? And uh and then uh and it's it's sort of unspoken, but it's like this is imagery that we see a lot more of all the time, and people having to live in the Superdome and shit like this, like it ends up going, it's going to wipe us out. Like this system, it doesn't work very well. And it, and it only provides us with places to sweep. Like it provides us a rug to sweep our problems under, but those problems are going to catch up with us and destroy us. Right. Like yeah. there's gotta be a way around it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, it's, it was very strange. Cause I remember like, you know, I remember the the, the, cl- the whole things, the class systems in Cairo, like the beggars and every all of those people, right? And they were very, you know, there's people that were, I remember specific ones that are like, you know, someone that, that they had all these uh, diseases and there's leprosy around, and so, right. you know, right. and there was a lot of things going on. It was like, but I kind of drove around in my, you know, Mercedes with my chauffeur, <laughs> right? Exactly. exactly. It was a little... <sighs> Yeah, it was. Like it's sort of wild to think about that, right? It's, it's it weird. is. It is weird, right? And then the thing is, I, uh, I, I don't think my parents really necessarily uh, uh, thought about it. But at the same time, I also know that, like, as I had relationships, you know, I did have relationships with the kids in the street, right? And these kids right. were way poorer than me. But right. when we're two kids and we're playing with each other, doesn't matter, right? Right. We used to go and do some weird stuff like yeah, sure. climbing rooftops and doing things, you know, with, with, uh, uh, and it was, it was fun. You know, those are my friends. Those are my buddies. And Absolutely. we used to, and, 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 but, uh, but they were not the same thing. Right. And uh, it, I don't know. And when you're kids, it's a little different. And I, but I, sure. I'm, not, I'm not, I feel, I feel weird. Like thinking about this film, like Parasite, I was like, Hmm. I wonder how it really was. If I look back today and if saw, if you had a more objective view of what your childhood right. was, like what, what would or you? If, think if about I had now? a more, not more objective view, but if I, if I, if I, if I saw it in my eyes today of what was yeah, going on, context, if I was there, right. how would I feel about the relationship? Right. That, because that I, because I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want to, I don't want to invalidate the relationship that you had with any of these folks. You know, like right. I, think I mean, it was really, very strong. My relationship with yeah. Ragab was, it was, it was especially very strong. Right. Uh, you know, right. he, he, it, when we left Cairo, he moved with us to, to, to Athens. So, right. you know, he was very, very important. Yeah. Um, and then, and then even, and even from, you know, I can't speak for him, but like, you know, like from the, from the other side of that coin, like, you know, 
this is his life and his work, you know, like he's like, he needs this and this is how he supports, you know, his, his life and family and everything. Yeah. Like that's all, that's all well, part of that. Well, he also abandoned his, not abandoned, but he basically, his family lived in Aswan, right? He basically left his family in Aswan as he moved back there. So it was right. kind of, uh, yeah, there's, there's lots of tricky material to this. And like, I, I just saw a wonderful, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Marlon, um, uh, Riggs is. He's a documentarian. Um, he's a black gay documentarian. His stuff is up on um, um, uh, Criterion. Oh, I'm going right to be right back. I'm just going to get something yeah. real quick. Uh, keep going. And uh, uh, yeah, he uh, and and if you see the Marlon Riggs collection, I have. Hang on, I can look it up. It's um. Uh, it, yeah, it's called uh, the collection is called Race, Sex, and Cinema on uh, Criterion. And it's great. It's all incredible. Um, uh, but there's a movie there called uh, Ethnic Notions, which is essentially the movie that inspired Spike Lee to do Bamboozled, which is mm. probably my favorite Spike Lee movie. Which is, it's a very hard watch. It's a really intense watch. But well, sort of like the subject of it is like how um, even um, well-meaning people continue on, you know, a uh, uh, from every side of an equation, continue to try to support the uh, repressive context in which they grew up, you know, and they like they keep on supporting the things that essentially, um, you know, were a part of how they were constructed as a person, and so they're even if it's negative and everyone understands it's negative, um, it's hard to let go of because it's part of you you know, or, or it's like, you're dependent upon it for work or you're dependent upon it, whatever, whatever. And how, uh, how difficult it is for, uh, people to let go of these uh, concepts, even when they know that the concept itself is dysfunctional, wrong, or abusive, uh, because it's the thing that you're most familiar with and that provides you comfort. And, uh, and I think that that is like, that's the sort of the immediate issue that you find with all of this is like in no immediate sense, is does any of this stuff seem abnormal and almost none of it is actually in the immediate sense, inappropriate, wrong, cruel or anything, but the, it does add up to disaster. And, uh, and so like, that's my, like, you know, cause when you tell story stories about, uh, Ruga, right? Like, like I get a very positive vibe of that whole thing. And I think that like, even if there is, you'd see in a totally different context, like, I don't think that that part of it would change. I think that it's still positive. Like, unless you, unless, you know, like you cut away to a rug, I and mean, it's just like, Oh, that fucking little asshole, Chris, you know, like, I don't think that's true. No. I think this is a real relationship and it's absolutely, uh, all the no, it was much more like Roma, in- like in a lot of ways, you know, right. that was, exactly. that was something, but, it, but you see, even Roma, even though the mother was, very nice <laughs> to the maid, right? Right. You could sense that there was a, I'm you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? So the thing that's interesting is that my, my mother was telling me that the problem that some of the other Americans were having with the situation is that they didn't know how to act appropriately between servant and master. Right. Right. Right, they could and shift gears. Yeah. They, and so she says, I know how to do that. And, but I also think my mother had this love to be the noble woman, right? She liked right. to be the blue-blooded Hungarian right. aristocrat, right? And right. so this was to her, that's what it was. It was about, ah, here's my opportunity to play that role and be that person and show right. that I am appropriate to do that. 
And that's right. what she she lavished in that in that in that right. uh, notion. Um, right. And if I if I may connect it to the earlier part of the conversation, I don't mean to say anything about your mom, who I do not know, but this is the same thing that I see in the fox character in the servant. Right. You know, like where it's like a per, a person that feels more stable by putting on these airs. Um, like yes. that doesn't lead to good. That doesn't lead in a good direction. Right. But he's also like, okay, so especially at the beginning. He to do. Who? Does, he was, uh, he was lost. He was very Absolutely. lost. Well, but, 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 he couldn't even remember what the, his program was in the jungle. Yeah. She no corrected idea. him when he was with his parents. Right. Right. No idea. But but it's also like even at the beginning when they were first starting, when he first started as the butler, he was uh, basically um, uh, uh, – there was something about the way <laughs> he, he – uh, he acted with him. He was very kind to the butler, right? Right. He was very like he, and he was like, "Oh, you know, don't be telling his fiance. Be nice to him. You know, right. this is what I've always. It's like it's like, but this is what I've always wanted. I wanted the butler, so be nice to him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> don't beat my dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly right. It's like, oh, he's, he's right. really nice. Look, he's made us right. a nice dinner. He got a bourgeois. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, like, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's the like that is the real uh, like yeah that's the un, that's the unnerving thing about Parasite is like the mom is a dumbass but she's not mean. No, that, no yeah. Well, that was the other thing that and we you've used this line before. It was like the whole point that one of the lines in the movie is like it, it, she you know they're talking about how nice they are as well. It's very easy to be nice when you have everything. <laughs> when you have everything exactly. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. so skin off your back to to be polite to people right. when you have a really nice house and lots of money. That's what's yeah. surprising. like Karen and I were just talking is like that's what's so surprising when people are very rich and they're assholes, right? You know, yeah, like, it's like what the hell, dude? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I totally right. agree. Ugh. I yeah. totally agree. Well, yeah. the thing is, man, that, and that's the thing. Well, I didn't like, get I, rich by being a nice person. It's like, well, right, well, yeah, like, <laughs> you, you, you rich because you inherited it. But yeah, yeah. the uh, like the like I always like I always say, you know, like I've I've met I've I've known pretty rich people and I've known some extremely rich people. The mm -hmm. extremely rich people are very nice oh, because yeah. they don't have they don't even know how much milk costs like there's they don't have to fucking worry about anything you know it's the people that want to be those people that are total assholes like those are the people that are really really hard to be around because they're constantly trying to get a leg up over you right and uh and it's it's hard it's just tough to deal with but that that negative relationship just goes on down the chain did i ever tell you my 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 story uh i was in uh in vermont i would visit my grandfather in vermont uh, in the summers and he would have these old white, old white people, right? Mm -hmm. Old white people, Northeastern cocktail every night. Right. right. So we'd go to a different person's house every night and have cocktails. And I was like the teenager there. And I was just, you know, trying to chat with people and be nice. And this, I met this guy, this old white guy who was asking me all kinds of questions. I said, so what are you doing here? And it's like, well, you know, I'm visiting my grandfather. And it's like, what you do to keep yourself busy? He's like, it's like, well, you know, I got a bike and just doing some things here and there. And he goes, well, I'll tell you what, if you get bored, uh, you just come down to my house. I got a bowling alley. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Daniel T. Lewis. <laughs> and I said, I said, what? And he says, yeah, just, you know, let me know. Get Tell your grandfather to let me know and you can come to my house. And so and after the party was over, I went to my grandfather. It's like, who was that guy who I was talking to who told me that I could go to his house and go bowling? And he goes, yeah. oh, that's Lawrence Rockefeller. <laughs> 
that is yes, that is there. You go. So you, it's like geez, it really is Daniel Plainview. He will beat you to death in the bowling alley. In the yeah. Movie. So I went, I went. To, so I went to. I went to. I went to Larry's house. To rode my bike there and uh, and uh, you know and did that. What's interesting? I remember this. And it's, okay, this comes back to the classic. No, Lawrence Rockefeller, very nice person extraordinarily nice sure I'm ne- sure. you know Absolutely. and he's and he's he's got a bowling alley he says it's great you know there's two lanes it's not a not, you know not four lanes you don't need more than two lanes really don't for your, be, ha- come on, for your house be you know exactly <laughs> you a bowling alley in your house it's not something right oh my god yeah, yeah. Right. and so so he had a he had a he had a uh like a uh a putting green too so it was like kind of like a miniature miniature golf but all putting green was next right. to it and uh, behind the bowling alley was a full, fully stocked uh, Sunday bar uh, right. that you could do Sundays at. Uh, it was and so you're sitting there in the house all by. We would do naked Sunday Sunday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just bowl and naked and Sundays. And it was amazing. He was a nice guy, but I had to get naked a lot. But other than yeah. that, he was a rare fellow. Yeah, perfect. Lots of I was my eyes hurt from the flash photography, but everything else was totally normalized. <laughs> <laughs> but but I remember my my sister my sister went so I left. And then my sister went back to Vermont uh, to, to hang out. And then she ended up hanging out at the Rockefellers. Uh, <laughs> and then it was the kids, right? So teenage girls and boys. And they were older. They were probably like 17, 18, something like that maybe, right? Right. And then the 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 class, quote unquote, started to creep in. Like, oh, you're not a rich enough kid right. like my family is yes, or whatever that's right exactly then, then it then then it became like obvious right yes lawrence yeah. rockefeller doesn't give a shit yeah <laughs> right well that's monkey man just pointed out uh isn't that first of all i love that he wrote isn't that Fozcatcher? which made me think of the muppets because they were saying fozzy but Foxcatcher is this story like then that What's is Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher is one of my favorite movies in the past 10 years uh, with um, uh, Steve Carell as the uh, incredibly rich guy who uh, wants to have DuPont. a um, wrestling – yeah, DuPont, who uh, uh, wanted to have an Olympic wrestling team of his very own. And uh, it is an incredibly depressing movie, but a really brilliant, beautiful movie. And it's it's about – like. This dude is just this lonely weirdo who wants to impress the mom that hates him. And so he's like going to show his mom that he can be a sportsman by running a sports team. And it's, it's man, by the end of that movie, you want to die, but it's, it's incredibly good. Although I would go see the Muppet version called Fozcatcher for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was my, my, my times, uh, my time up in Woodstock, Vermont, those, those summers were very, very interesting. I mean, it's like I was embedded into the the wasp lifestyle for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that, by the way, uh, Eric uh, and Dan, that's where uh, Ghost World or Ghost what, Ghost Ghost Story was filmed. Oh, Ghost oh, Story! Yes, that's really? right. That's one of my favorite films. Yeah, I know. So that's, that's where? filmed Vermont? in in Woodstock, Vermont. Yeah, yeah. and in, uh, and my grandfather was an extra in in the film. That's insane. Peter Straub's ghost story. Yeah. yeah. With the actor that looks like Bill Maher. And Fred Astaire. <laughs> that's right. And Fred Astaire. That that's is very true. Film. That, that same actor was also in... Um, <laughs> Falls Brian. Cat Catcher. Falls Catcher. I'm going to go on that. I'm going to ride that into the sunset right there. The uh, Falls Catcher. <laughs> Monkey Man, you come up with some good ones. 
true. He actually had a string of great. I recommend everyone read his comments from uh, uh, about a page ago uh, that were all very interesting. I'm sorry we didn't catch up on them, but the uh, uh, but yeah, the uh, um, I'm, I'm weirded out by that spammer that keeps asking about putting ads on our stream. I don't know what the yeah, hell's well, going on. It means we're means we're hit, dude. That's good. I guess so. We're, we're drawing yeah. some we're drawing some people. So, okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, <laughs> I really want to get into an in-depth conversation with him, though. I think that I'll, I'll pick that up in the chat. But yeah, no, I think that uh, uh, like the like everything is about those, especially you know when you talk about being. Like, you look at the, like the, what the what is it called, the Breakers in uh, Rhode Island or something like this. Yes. These incredible mansions and stuff like this. Like you're literally going into a different world. It's like a virtual reality. Uh, there's so much lavish set construction for your life you know it's like these houses are not for human beings at all like it's to it's a total fantasy oh, lifestyle absolutely uh, and, like old lime where my mom was an old lime yeah. is ridiculous you know yeah, and, and here's, here's also what's interesting about that a lot of those people that live there are 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 house uh, house rich and money poor like they had right. these big expensive houses but lost all the right. money and so all they have right. left is the house right? right and so the house is filled with very valuable things that they mm -hmm. just keep enough around to lead their normal lives, but they don't, right. they don't have much more beyond that. And the, the smell of must <laughs> yeah. in those houses, <laughs> yes. you know what I mean? Of, uh, yeah. of decay slowly creeping right. in. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's interesting, like, and, and that's another thing that's interesting is like, it's, it's, uh, you know, oh, you're going to, and this is especially true in my family. It's like, you're going to inherit all this stuff. Like there's all this old furniture, right? Right. And, yeah. and they have a bunch of, you know, quote unquote, valuable furniture. And, <laughs> you know, my, my, I was like, well, you know, <laughs> like Chippendale furniture, you guys have been to my house. There's no way Chippendale furniture is going to no fit way. in my house. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I, I have and nothing but right. Danish mid-century stuff in my house. Right. So right. like, it's like, that's not going to work, but they're like, no. And then all these old paintings, like this is a very valuable old painting. I was like, yeah, it's not, you know, I'm not going to have a, a picture of a, of a <laughs> of a Dutch nobleman in my house. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what's yeah. the what's the family that uh, was so inbred that like everyone's face started getting messed up, and then their their jaws were misaligned? What was that family? Which is uh, an incredibly rich family in uh, European family. I think it's like 1600s or something like this, and like they were so completely inbred that they basically just started turning into strange creatures you know like the, like their jaws were extremely far forward and their eyes were mismounted and they just they're just like well just keep running with it i'm sure it's fine <laughs> yeah. yeah boy boy yeah that's 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 some good stuff but that like that 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 entire not that's, prince charles though but not yeah. prince charles no that's just that's just regular prince charles but yeah like oh, yeah. the uh you know i am i am fascinated by the you know the worlds that we build for ourselves to protect what we think is, you know, normal. And, right. and I think that, that it's become, uh, uh, more and more like what's happening. <clears throat> and this is just throwing this out there, but like what I feel is happening in America is like, there's, there's not very much of a functional middle class. There's not a robust middle class like there used to be. And more and more we are, are encouraged to be satisfied in these sort of created worlds, but up to the point of including a virtual reality, but like, you know, the idea of um, the way we interact with 
uh, social media and our news bubbles and all this stuff is like these is to create worlds in which it reinforces our um, the rightness of our place in the world, both good and bad. And I think that that is becoming the new that like that is becoming the new class structure, like because ultimately technology is going to lead us to the point where everything will be available to everybody, you know, say like in a hundred years, like there's no more jobs. Everything is done by AI. That's the goal we're aiming towards. Right. But we have this inbaked uh, need to uh, lord over other people. You know, like we have class. But we already have that with the technological class does that. Right. Silicon right. Valley. Right. That right. was new. I mean, because like, right. Because like the, you think about like iPhones, right? You know, like everyone's just fine that iPhones are made by virtual slaves. They were just fine with that. You know, they're very are far they? away. Yeah. Like, well, they're, they're made like they're made by people who live in 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 factories. You know, and that's basically the only way out for them. They can't do anything else. They just make our fucking iPhone screens, and we're and we're just fine with that. Like they're far away, we don't know who they are, and you know, they're on the other, other side of the world. So who cares? Like the the relationship between the person that makes my Samsung, well, I don't know about Samsung, but whatever. But in like the but between my phone screen, uh, who the guy who makes it or the woman who makes that thing, and me is is I'm sure very close to parasite in comparison. You know, mm. like, and, uh, and in my world, you know, uh, like I'm like, you know, the, the hundredth matte painter on some Avengers movie, right. you know? And so I'm looking up the stairs at somebody else, you know, but like, we're just creating a network of, lo- of people looking up the stairs at somebody else. And, uh, and, and all it does is just create unsustainable relationships between everybody and the physical world. And I think that that's why we are in the fucking hole we're in right now, you know, climate wise and everything else wise, you know, like mm. people, people that voted for Trump are the people that are trying to like, they're, 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 they're saying that like, like this is the rightness of the world. And I represent this and anybody else is a monster, you know, they live in the basement compared to me, you know, and uh, that's what we are, are trying to build. That's the world we're trying to build for ourselves. And uh, I just don't think it lasts you know, like that's the apocalyptic vision of Parasite. I was, I was just like, the flood's coming, man. And pretty soon, you know, it's us that are sitting on top of the flooding toilet. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's what's going to be happening. And if even if you're the rich family, suddenly yeah. someone's going to come out of the basement and stab you. <laughs> and stab you and you're going to be fucking puzzled. You're yeah. going to be like, what? I don't even know why well, this How did this happen? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I think that that's like so. That's what I brought up, Eric, with, with the difference between uh, those two movies is like uh, with uh, uh, with the servant. Like the servant is very ugly, but it's openly ugly. But Parasite sort of reveals the machine in a way that I was really uncomfortable with. I was like, oh god, like you don't have to be a bad person to get bad effects. Like all these people are generally pretty nice, and they all mean well. And it's they just that they live in a meat grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think it's ever going to change. It's sort of hard to imagine. Yeah. What's yeah. really fucked up is that we're 2020 and it seems worse now than it ever have. Right. Has. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, and you know, this whole thing about like social media is trying to bring us together and all this stuff is like, no, all it did was <laughs> it divide us. <laughs> it divided us completely. The opposite. Is it's happening. a complete, exactly. it made, it made a, it, 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 it's polarized us to right. an extreme. It's, it's certainly given the, it's given the uh, wedge for people that want to divide you, to divide us, to divide us. Like that's. Oh yeah. No, it's like, it's that. perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Like we're mm -hmm. more than happy to fight over anything nowadays, you know, yeah. and because uh, we're and just everyone's to being delivered space, and everyone's being delivered their talking points, and because yeah. they're all living in an echo chamber, no one is, uh, uh, no one is uh, 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 countering them. <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. Exactly. And so you sit they're, there they're like, ah, oh, right. You're, you're looking for reinforcement. That's all you're looking right. for. Right. You know, I don't want to get too political again, but let's not forget that 70 million people in this country voted for Trump. <laughs> Right. And there's a reason right. for that. And we sh right. can't ignore them. And we can't just say they're all a bunch yep. of deplorable idiots. They're not. Yes, exactly. That's, exactly. That has been exactly. my point since I know. 2016. They are right. Americans and there you go. So like they, they are instead of deeply them fucking assholes, confused. Okay. <laughs> like without but a doubt. That's not but our yeah. role to say that. We just say, you know what? Well, no, that's, there's a better that's what way I mean. to like, say there's a better way to, to, to turn them around. Yeah, well, this, this is what I mean. It's like a bit like if you, they if could you, be saying exact same thing about the yeah. libs, as they call yeah, us. Exactly. <laughs> like the, the the thing is, this like there there are there, and we you know we said it last episode, but there are forces way above the both of us, meaning the like both sides that benefit from us fighting. Like oh, yeah. that's what is happening. You know, I was like, and, I was I was there was an article today about one of the Koch brothers, Koch brothers. No, it's pronounced cock. Yeah, he's actually. hitting the middle road. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I feel so bad about being partisan. I'm like, fuck oh, you. Glad fuck you're saying it now. He's you. doing that because it's the, the politically, it's turned the other side. So he wants, he's worried about his business interests. So he's, that's what well, he's he doing. doesn't want the guy to come up, up, up the stairs. He's been doing this wall. since the 60s. <laughs> that's what's happening. He's been planning this since the 60s. Right. And he's, yeah. he created this monster. He's like, oh. Oh man, oh. I can't believe that I built a monster on yeah. purpose, and then it was a monster. Yeah, yeah sure, buddy. Yeah. Sure, but yeah, how did I get but, here? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's. Uh, I, I've always said for years we're doomed, but I do can't believe that. <laughs> I mean, this is honestly, the we're dude, doomed uh, 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 double mean, feature. We're I, doomed double feature. You know, I some of that is what I touch on with the thing I've been writing for years, but mm -hmm. I just it's the same damn thing i mean it's just right. it's pretty pretty ridiculous and there is no change because people new people and new in new like look a lot of the tech oligarchs are, are doing stuff that's just you know i i still can't believe you know uh, some people get banned and so forth it's like i was talking i don't know who i was talking to about you know alex uh jones you know he's just, he's a cuckoo oh, bird right. but right. i want to live in a country where at least he has a voice if that's yeah, I want, the, I want the cuckoos to have a voice. Absolutely. Like that's right. Have so, that, yeah. like, I, that's so how you know they're cuckoo. <laughs> that's how you know they're that's cuckoo. That's right. Good point. That's true. He, so and point he is, is cuckoo, for sure. That's right. So, But the point is to, to start to ban them and so forth. It doesn't help us in the long run. And, well, it's certainly um, not having the mindset of banning. I mean, like, the, like, cause like, like with, like, if the government, like, he has first amendment problems if the government itself is trying to ban him. Like the that's government's the actual, not doing that. That's the problem, right? The right? government's not doing that. So, However, so, where where I think we agree is uh you know, we, I know we Twitter we've is doing that. Yeah, like yeah, like we we debated about that last time and we have different opinions on that part, but I what I what I what I do believe is true is that the idea of like of 
banning banning people like as a mindset is bad. You know, like that if, if my your grand, solution is my to try to shut people Brooklyn up, then always that's used to say, not helping. Don't don't shit where you sleep. And it's right. it's basically that's where we're headed. It's okay, really but depressing. do sleep in the bathtub. <laughs> Here's what every okay. If you guys are really interested in this whole thing, and it's about you know uh, proposition two or not proposition, it's, it's two third the two. Uh, it's about the, the the act that basically allows networks to yes. Yeah, two-thirty. I wasn't talking about that. I was just talking about yeah, like, but that's what it is. Band- this is what it's about. I know. Okay, but this is what it's that's the subset of it. But the point is, what I was saying is like Twitter banned somebody like Alex Jones from having Twitter, and it's just yes. like but. They I can know, do that. It's, it's their platform. I, they can do it, but it's yeah, the point no. is, it's it just doesn't help us in the long run. We'll know he's a cuckoo by listening to him. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that's if 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 this if they try to repeal two thirty, right? This podcast probably can't exist. No one would take on the liability of what we're doing. No one would do it. It's of, impossible. Of, of listening to Dan Thron talk that much? Yeah, no, I agree. because we are being, we are being, we're right now, we're going to be, this podcast is going to go up onto uh, 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 an RSS feed that's being hosted by, uh, um, by Libsyn, right? right? They wouldn't take on the liability because basically, if you repeal 230, what means is like you could say, if you disagree with what we have to say, right? Whether we're bashing keyboard warrior one, two, three and calling him a troll or whatever, that person could sue Lipson and Twitch over what we said and they wouldn't that's want to take on that liability, idea. right? Yeah, so that's, that's the reason idea. why 230 exists. And this is, it's 26 words. <laughs> that's all it is. And there's a book called The 26 Words That Created the Internet. Okay. Right. And these 26 words are no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. Meaning right. they are not liable. Otherwise, for, for the word spoken. Yes. Right. right. So it's their platform. Right. They can get rid of you. Yeah, it's, their, it's their business. They can. If you do had a, want. if you had a I forum about, you know, hairless chihuahuas and you did that and some guy came in there and said you know f you guys it's a bunch of you know whatever trump supporters you could say well screw you you're off my platform (laughs) right Right? this is my platform that's how it works and so you could do that but but you you can't do that and you'd be liable for everything so well no it looks like they're going to get rid of those they're going to just there's good there's new platforms coming out yeah, well, that the, and those platforms can continue to work, right? If if all the if all the the the, the conservative people want to leave Twitter and go to Parlay, they can go go. I go did not even there. I did not even hear that until this week. I didn't right. even know that was a thing. Yeah, same with me. Yeah. Didn't know about it. Wild, that's wild. But yeah, like that, that's that's the deal. I mean, like that's, that just that's, reinforces the echo chamber. It's not only yeah, is it like you know it's more bubble. <laughs> yeah, like we need less bubble. Uh, yeah, you know, and that, that's like and that has to do, and I think like. Like that has to do with the fact it's it's a mindset of trying to shut people out that upset you, you know, and uh, and the thing is there's better ways to deal with people that upset you, in a way that will uh, uh, bring the bring the tension down and make them see if they're being unreasonable, you know, like if if like every time I've been in a room with a Trump supporter, 
talking and allowing them to talk you know, and listening to what they're saying, I am able to tone down their rhetoric and get them to hear what I'm talking about, at least enough that they can think about it. You know, that's the kind of mechanism that we need to support. But instead, what we've built. But what you just said, what you just said, Dan, is very important. You are trying to talk them down. Have they yeah. changed your point of view? It doesn't well, matter. You, well, because that's, it could know, work the other way. You are basically course. saying, I'm in power and I'm going to change their mind. Yeah, are you know, they changing? They, yeah. <laughs> yes, but, no, but they have. I, and I'll tell you why they have. How okay. They have. That's the more important thing. There's like, got to be. I wouldn't because I, I, I mean, people that know me know that I didn't ha used to have this very Zen outlook on politics. I used to be a screaming fucking madman about this stuff. You right. know, and very, very blamey and very, very angry at the right. And that's and what got us into stuff. this place. Right. Right. And it's your fault. Why, yeah. I am definitely part of I'm definitely at fault uh, for for doing that and for adding to that. And what uh, changed my point of view was that I spent many, many months in Montana hanging out with people that were all Trump supporters. They didn't convince me of any of their policies at all, like 0%. Mm -hmm. But what they did convince me of was uh, that they were actual people and I could see why they were believing in things, why why they were investing in things that were harming them. I could understand it. And so it was easier for me to make an argument that connected with them to pull them away from that rather than uh, screaming at them and baking this concept into them, you know? And so it did change, like talking to them and seeing them as actual people who cared about their families and all this kind of stuff did change me. Like, and it changed how I view politics and changed how I act because I listened to them. I did not agree with them, but that's why I was having the conversation. You know, and now I have the tools to defuse these con conflicts and give and have and be able to deliver ideas to people that they can now go, oh, maybe I am uh, looking at this the wrong way, which right. in a way that they wouldn't been but would not have been open to before. You know, and I was not open to before I you know uh, got out of my cartoon lifestyle. You know, and so that's 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 the difference. And the thing is, I mean, like all that stuff, it's just like that. We, I feel like meaning the, the 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 way the way in which I lived my life was like viewing other people as cartoons. You know, yeah. like the, here are the bad people. You know, here's uh, George Bush and all of his blah blah blah. Like I still think that individual people can be quite bad. You know, like I don't have a lot of good stuff to say about Dick Cheney. You know, no. but even then, like, I don't know Dick Cheney, so I don't talk about Dick Cheney personally. I talk about him for his policies and w things that he did, mm -hmm. you know, like I don't, I don't spend a lot of time ranting about what a terrible person he is. I don't know the guy. It doesn't make any difference. I do know the terrible things he's done and that's what I want to try to mitigate, you know? And, and so like this, like we have the opportunity with the internet, like this is like to get back to Parasite and all this stuff is like, it seems that. Um, there's a window of, uh, there's a period uh, in which we could use this technology to stop living in the hallucinations that we live in, these mutually supporting hallucinations. But and no one wants to confront, no one wants to confront there. No right. one wants to do that. The right. people, they would rather live in the echo chamber of their rich lifestyle or poor right. lifestyle or whatever it is and say, right. I am right, these guys are wrong. To go yeah. back to Parasite, right? Monkey so, Man, by the way, back me up. That true, Dan used to bray. That's true. Dan <laughs> used to bray. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Yes. So, 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 so there, there is uh, definitely like, you know, uh, uh, something about 
that that echo chamber. They don't want to leave it, right? right? And I'm not. I'm guilty of it too because I have muted a lot of people. Sure. Because I just don't want to deal with and and they're ta they're making arguments in favor of what you know what I do, but it just sounds horrible. Like right. it's it's like oh. You know, it's, it's, yep. it's, it's, and, and I'll tell you this. If I see, uh, if I see posts on Facebook, which are words as images, I, I'm already like, <laughs> you're already out the door. You're yeah. Like, nope. <laughs> nope. Because that's not an opinion. That's something you cut and pasted and put up on the internet and right. you're re regurgitating a, a, a talking point. Right. Right. Okay. And talking points are bad. Talking point, like have your own opinion. It's not it's like the, the hallmark of political statements is like fucking Facebook where you take someone's statement and you put it on a freaking JPEG with a, you know, curly Q fonts or whatever. And then you just, <laughs> And then you, and then you, and then your only comment is so true, you know, like, Chris, Chris, you know what I mean? Like, use your, yeah, Chris, yes, let's make peace, not war, okay? Stop. Well, I understand. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah, all right. Hey, we live in one, one big blue marble together, and let's have harmony, okay? Big blue harmony. It's true, though. I know, but we're killing that blue. Yeah. That's the thing, right? That's the thing. It's like the like the stairs lead down to the bottom of the hill. You know, the 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 the, the storm comes, it rains, it drives all the shit down to the bottom, and then those people come back up and stab the people on the lawn. It's like, amazing. That, I've always just wanted a, a lot of money in my life, just so I can be left alone. Right. I right. I, I truly. I oh, just, that's Daniel Buck all over, man. Yeah, that's, that's, really? that's, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he basically, he, you know, he came from, you know, small town in Louisiana right. <laughs> right? and then he basically moved. He's like, I want to come out there make a bunch of California money and then buy a house in the middle of Nevada. Oh, it's great. Uh, and, 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 and fix wrong cars. There's nothing wrong, wrong with that. that. Absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with yeah. that at all. But that's his thing. The problem is he can't quite escape it. And right. that is going to be his tragedy. I'm like, I'm not saying that he should escape well, it, I, but. I, I actually know why he won't be able to escape it, but I won't say it on, online. I'll tell you privately. Oh, man, that sounds juicy. Maybe we right. should have a different it's not project. Juicy, that but one. I just, I think <laughs> from what I've, he's, he's an amazing guy. But I just, much agreed. I Great think, oh, and you, then the, the, I mean, if you, if you had a family, I think it would be an easier to escape. Right. Right. Do if I, I mean, had a family? No, if he had a film, if somebody, if you have kids, you're kind of yeah. like, you know what? I don't need this anymore. There's, it's a, that was, that's the best way to say I've had enough. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Because you can see them grow. And, God, they're 14. Ugh, forget this. It's the great equalizer. Right. I say when I, my daughter well, was born, somebody, right? somebody said to me, like, what's it like having a child? I said, it's the great equalizer because it's just like, as soon as, oh, uh, just equals everything out. It's okay. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, it, it certainly makes you realize, like, oh, well, all that stupid shit that I was striving for might just be dumb. <laughs> the satisfaction I was looking for has arrived, you know. And I think yeah. that, that, like, that's like certainly like that's the kind of perspective that I think people could use, if even if it's not about that subject, you know, like like understanding that you don't need to act like this. Look, you know, he, I think is the they went through this whole thing in Parasite, and at the end, he still looks for his father's Morse codes. Yeah. Yep. And and yep. the family and the love. It's like, but you know, 
what's her name was banished from the house in the servant and she cries yep. and you know that you know basically he's going to wake up one morning and he'll the other guy will is choked on his vomit and he's like grabs his suitcase and leaves and that's what's going to happen for sure the most decadent decadent it was very much i felt very um the way it, it was juxtaposition images and story wise i felt was uh, an influence on um uh, the clockwork orange Oh, sure. Me, yeah. Personally, was right. the scene where he says, get out. And so you see him. She puts this wig on and it barely fits or something. And they're going right. down the stairs with their luggage and a painting. Yeah. Oh, God. What an image. Right. Man. There was something was so right. like punk derelict about that. And they yep. were drunk, you know, and it was yep. just like, wow. That painting was weird. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. The, the imagery in that movie was definitely upsetting <laughs> like, I was like, the house was upsetting too movie. the yeah. house was upsetting too because it had a lot of like the bathroom had two doors you know any bathroom that has two doors i have have i have problems with bathrooms those are called jack doors. and jill's right. no jack and jill is the sink jack and oh they share sink. the sink yes it's two sinks one one uh yeah one sink is for the man and one sink is for the woman that's a jack and jill oh sink. i see right yeah, yeah. But two doors is like you can access, like, because, you know, yeah, it's weird. Very weird. Yeah, like everything yeah, about and the, the like, awkward Jack and awkward Jill is that both toilets face each other in the same room. Yes. <laughs> there was, there was, there wasn't there a, uh, a SNL commercial about two toilets? Yes. Where the toilets. Yeah. That's hard for me to do think about. Do you remember that, that, Dan? Bad. Yeah, I do. I do. Like that. I think that's neck and neck with uh, with uh, Al Pacino doing the Dunkachino commercial and the Adam Sandler movie, which is called Jack and Jill. Holy shit, that still came around. Nice. Yeah. In, t- nice. in terms of equal equal upset, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, Schmidt's Game go, was a great commercial. Oh god, I wish I could dig this out of my brain. I wish I had never seen this. <laughs> also, who? What? Eric. Schmidt's Game. Another Schmitz classic. Gay. Uh, is yeah. great. Yes, another Schmidt's case is really good. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. That's true. Okay, yeah, well, we're we're getting towards our three hours. Not that we need to quit if we want to keep talking, which is fine. I love hanging out with you guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoys hanging out with us every Saturday. Uh, we definitely have uh, at least three or four of you guys who are always uh, on board on our Saturday. And who hangouts. ordered the, the the the? You guys, Chris, I'm sending out Monday the uh, posters for everybody to sign. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we uh, and that is cool. uh, that's I sent for Jason. picture to you guys. And, Jason uh, Jason and, is getting uh, a poster. Man. Yeah, and Monkey Man this that we I believe we'll uh, we'll have a poster for you because we promised uh, the both of you if we would uh, I know your address, Monkey Man. I believe I do. Uh but uh, yes, we will have uh posters headed your way. Uh at uh, that uh, we've had made. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's that. bringing them over to show you guys. Here we go. Very excited. Yeah. That's yours. <laughs> you Very guys good. have been unbelievable cool. supporters. Uh, do you have uh, one of those silver pens? Oh, by the way, Eric, if you say, if you ship that over, I, I put the gold band pen in the box, Chris. Okay, good. In good. a bag, Ziploc bag, so it doesn't leak, and First, then a little nice. note that says, "This is a gold pen." Right. <laughs> this is a gold. No pen. joke. That's right. Okay. Great. That's nice. Nice. Right. Nice. 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 <laughs> Uh, well, so uh, this, Jason, you've been our tech support also, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, Jason is definitely like, yeah. Signed. <laughs> high quality signed. How yeah. much would you pay Love for it. an item like this? 
Thank you for calling in, Nevada. And look, look at the quality at of this. Unbelievable. There was a look really, okay, there, the there is a, there is a actually fantastic uh, video uh, uh, that came out on The Verge about weird tech toys have found a new place to sell their stuff, which is like home shopping networks. Oh, this is amazing. I'm so happy this is true. And this is like, like strange things that like, okay, so we didn't quite make it into, you know, the Facebook world. So what if we go on to home shopping network and sell a bunch of things? So this guy sold uh, sleep robots. It is $600 sleep robots. Oh my God. Oh my God. Really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's is, basically, does it smother you with a pillow? <laughs> it is a pillow. It is a pillow. It is a pillow. Oh, it is man. a pillow that breathes and matches your breathing pattern and tries to help you as you hold it gets the momentum and it's it's complicated and process but it's this weird thing you know the dude in parasite has one <laughs> right <laughs> like without a doubt like the rich the guy mom has like, one at least the mom yeah, the has mom one. has a uh, sleep pillow yeah. yeah yeah because yeah, she's, lonely. she's lonely she's <laughs> lonely and 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 <laughs> sad and you're going to solve her problems with with rich American toys. Although this is actually Dutch, I think that the guy who made it. But anyway, uh, Dutch, yeah, yeah. I expect no, I expect no less. Okay, so <laughs> next Saturday is not Thanksgiving weekend, right? No, I don't know. Is it? No, it's, kind of it's the weekend after that. Okay, so next Saturday, uh, I suggest we do a watch party. Oh yeah, let's do it. Uh, and I think I can solve that problem. Uh, so, uh, I think, you know, in terms of me actually watching it that I had a problem with last time. Uh, so let's do that. I'll do a watch party and, uh, uh I think we're going to take a week off at Thanksgiving because, you know, it's just going to be complicated. Yep. Um, yep. but, uh, for those of you guys who were on Twitch, we'll always give you priority in terms of selecting things or whatever you can think about it now or you can give us an answer now or you can give us an answer later and you guys know how to reach us jason i know you can reach us on many platforms including facebook on twitter but let us know what you would like us to do a uh, watch party on so obviously it has to be something that's available on amazon prime that's the key factor that we have to be uh, uh showing here so just let us know amazon prime i want to watch this and we will try to make that work as well so our own uh yeah our own criteria for choosing these things i believe we're going to go with things these are things that people have widely seen uh right. or um uh if they're not widely seen we're going to try to announce it early enough to get people to see it so like when they watch it they won't they won't be uh losing things because we're chatting over it right uh, so if uh if uh, you get something to us uh, uh early before the next uh uh watch party then we will uh, make that the choice yeah. and then we'll make sure we'll publicize it and make sure that that is the, uh, the one that everyone knows to watch before they hit it. Yeah. So think about what, what you want it to be. There's obviously Amazon prime now has actually some really great stuff and there's actually some, you know, maybe there's some original content on Amazon prime that you guys want to talk about as well. This is true. This is true. It's not just, you know, cause man, uh, not, you know, there's uh you know, like if you guys want to hear us crack uh, jokes over Manchester by the sea, we can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we'll I will it. do that. <laughs> we'll totally do that. I love that movie. The um, uh, I've never uh, seen that uh, movie. Oh man, you would love that movie. That is a great movie. 
This is a hard movie. It's a hard movie. It's a hard. But I it's like a, depressing a, films, so it's, it, yeah. it is. Oh, it's, it is it's up there. Extraordinarily depressing. It is very funny there. all the way through. It has all these great little funny moments. It's just that it adds up to. Uh, well, it's Casey Affleck is such a f- under. Oh God, he is great. Unbelievably good actor. He is one of the best actors living in cinema yeah. today. I think he is. I, he is equivalent to for me Pacino in the seventies. Like he is. Yes. Like, yeah, he is right up there. That's a He's great right way to put it. Yes. Not yeah, Pacino today. Right. Definitely not. Not Pacino, Pacino today. today. Not Pacino <laughs> um, in um, Don Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but certainly Pacino uh, in say 19, certainly in Pacino nineteen seventy five. I think mm-hmm. that's about where we're at. Bobby Deerfield. Bobby Deerfield, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that is uh, that's about where we're at with that guy. And uh, I think he is one movie away from making like the movie that defines his career. And then after that, he's going to Brando out. That's what I bet is going to happen. Do you think so? I, he's, yeah, he's getting a little old to be Brandoed out. Like I, I think know, he's already man. Brandoing he's himself. Out. I think you're right. Like I think that. he's kind of Brandoing himself a little bit. You know, I don't okay, know. Okay, now I'm going to show you. I'm, let me go if you guys can see this. This and I'm gonna give uh, a second to make sure that uh, uh, Monkey Man is watching. But uh, here we go. Okay. I don't know if you can see that, can you see that? It's yes. the little. This is in production. Fozcatcher. <laughs> Fozcatcher. Oh, did he just send that to you? No, I'm making it for him. You're right making now. it for him. <laughs> so keep an eye on the Twitter. Fozcatcher is on the way. <laughs> Just to let you know, <laughs> with Fozzie Bear, right? With Fozzie Bear, yeah. yeah. It's like it's uh, it's good to like the shitty preview. You just uh, like backwards and all foggy. That's all part of the strip. Tips, I love it you know? when someone miss says something and it turns into a meme <laughs> of some kind. And this was okay. So my friend Graham Fife, he was really good at this. He was really good at this, and uh, we we moved into this new office at Sway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and they got us some desks and we were sitting down and I was like, I, I looked around and I said, is it just me or are these desks high? And then <laughs> he turned it around and did this stick figure drawing of a desk that was really high and me smoking a giant bong. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. And then the other thing he did, and this is really good, and I still have it, is uh, I was basically uh, – <laughs> I forgot what it was. I was talking about highlights on a car, and I said it needs to get a bit of a schling, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I meant to say schwing from like Wayne's World, <laughs> but I said schling. Schling. <laughs> schling. Right? And so he decided – to take that and create a, a very elaborately designed T-shirt and made one print off Cafe Press that said Schling on it. And it's suddenly like seven days later after I said sh- sh- uh, Schling, this T-shirt arrived that just said Schling for me. So there's one T-shirt oh, just says Schling just because I missaid Schling. <laughs> Yeah. This makes me very happy. Oh, we got a waka waka from Jason. Waka 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 waka. That's yeah. It. yeah. Grab the tie and you're done. That's beautiful. Foss catcher, ladies and gentlemen. He's <laughs> got the hat going like this. Waka 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 Oh, beautiful. Well, that was a very uh, fruitful choice, Eric. Thank you very much for that. Yes, very nice. good. So besides besides our watch party uh, uh, that we're going to do Thank next you. week. 
what are we going to do as our next episode of the podcast? So these are also things you can do. For those of you who would like to uh, answer that on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, let's just go ahead and give her a whole lineup of feeds that you can get our information on. On Twitter, we are at Martini Giant. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Martini Giant. On uh, Instagram, we are Martini underscore Giant. On Twitch, we are Martini underscore Giant as well. And I think that's it. If you guys want to just email us directory, directly and with your ideas, podcast at martinigiant.com. And we'd appreciate yes, all of that. And we are still getting used to Twitch. And obviously, we didn't know how to deal with some of the weird stuff that went on today. But we had more viewers today than we've had, generally speaking. So that's good. We've got a couple yeah, more viewers. Up there. We'll get there. Uh, and uh, it was fun. And definitely, definitely love the fact that we can interact with people like Jason and Monkey Man. So... Uh, really good to see that all happening. Yep. Um, uh, then, oh, uh, any other comments before we go? Because I'm going to have to figure this all out. Now we have a comment from Eric Sheely. says, no worries. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> out of context, but that's good. <laughs> all right, fellas. That was lovely. And, uh, and thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, we will be back for a watch party very shortly. Okay, so I'm gonna here's I'm gonna do it for uh, for you guys. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do our sign off, and then I'm gonna end the Twitch, and then I'm gonna end the Squadcast. Oh, quickly before on. I go, I'm gonna publicly shame somebody quickly. quickly. Yes, Hit of course it. you can. Dan. Yes. On the asked photos, send them next time. Oh God, yeah, I, I you have to send them. Yeah, I know, I know. I put it on the last one. You still I make usually great don't work, do this, I but like I had some really good ones planned, and I had to like tweak a lot of pixels, uh. and I was like. But I so did, I'm not going to bust yeah, your balls. Um, but I put out new ass last night, and I think the ones. What did we just do Wednesday? I can't believe I forgot. What was it? Oh, uh, 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 no, it wasn't. Black. Oh, uh, it was uh, with Olivia. It was uh, 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 body snatchers. Body snatchers, and no, uh, the one we just released on Wednesday. What was the podcast? Oh, we just released on Wednesday. Yeah. Crap. Uh, what was it? I can't remember anymore. We did uh, yeah, Texas Chainsaw remember. Massacre, and then after that we did – crap. I'm going to go to martinigiant.com to find out what we did last <laughs> week. <laughs> so sad. So, so Welcome sad. to being 50. All right. Let's see. That is Legend in the Keep. Legend in the Keep. I didn't remember the Keep is an embarrassment. You wanted to publicly yeah. shame someone, Eric. You yeah. did it. I forgot that I saw the keep and talked about it for four hours. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I put you as the cloud, and I I did the good one for, with me in it. But still, that was you fun. did. Oh, yeah. Yo, you did. Yeah. So good. Although so I good. did, I did change my banner on my Facebook page to be the uh, uh, me and Tom Cruise uh, with the fox and a, a glass good. of wine, which is yeah. oh, that's good. a good one. Yeah, but the one really I have one. him with the the unicorn with the girl. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yeah, the I think smoke is good. Dan, yeah, me Dan smoke, smoke and, is good. Yeah, yeah because and, it, it blends and, into your beard perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my beard normally does. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows these things. But what was yes, it, what's the beard the called? Part. The Scratchy McScratcherson? No, that, that would be Russell McCready. <laughs> Russell McCready, that's right. <laughs> Russell McCready is the official name of my beard. Wheat Thanks, Pasta JPEG? Obviously. Who is Wheat Pasta JPEG? Thank you so much for joining our podcast. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Dan, uh, yeah, one well, quick thing. Guns, really. Yeah. Watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 1961. The guy that wrote, uh, directed Victim. 
Oh yeah, with, right, right. Yeah. We, you should you should watch Victim okay. with uh, Dirk Bogart. Okay. We are, uh, by the way, we are not. All, the three of us are not going to hang up. We're going to hang up on everyone else. So all the details that you would like to talk about, Eric, you can still do that <laughs> after yeah, we, we hang up. <laughs> you can shame me after also. It's okay. Totally fine. All right. That sounds good. All right, ready? Okay. Right. No, I I don't like shaming you. I just, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> asking I, you. I take to. pleasure in it. That's all. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on Twitch and make sure Thank to promote you. our show on Twitch as well. Let people know about it. We would love to have uh, more followers and it's always great to have interactions with everyone here. So, all right. Okay. You guys ready? Drink. Yes. Talk. Talk. Fuck. Do it again. Drink. <laughs> Talk. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's two good. years and it's like, oh. Uh,